right, welcome to the 34th episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Bill, 34 of these freaking things. 34? That's like how old I am. You're... Uh, I'm old. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that everyone else is... Let's just say I'm not 34. How about that? <laughs> you, you sound like a very spry 48. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> Oh, but Bill, I mean, how you? It's been, uh, you know, unfortunately, with everything that's been going on, we've had these spaced off probably a little bit more than we normally have been doing with a month. But um, how's everything going? Uh, pretty good. I mean, we're we're uh, we're very very uh, uh, busy with uh, uh, expo prep right now for uh, Retro mm-hmm. World. Um, we just had a walkthrough at the uh, venue at the Oakdale uh, a few days ago, um, awesome. and something about just you know walking through with the guys who were going to be like you know setting up the power and like running like you know all the all the logistical uh, things that they have to do to get the show running. It just, it, it really went from feeling like a thing that we're planning to like a real, you know, a real thing. <laughs> so uh, I'm super excited. Um, just getting to see the venue, walk through it again and like kind of picture like where our stuff's going to be and uh, really, really cool stuff. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm really excited about it and we're going to spend some time on this episode talking a little bit more about the expo later and uh, everything that's going along with it, but uh, man, I'm pumped. I'm ready to come. Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's it's uh, uh, we got a lot of RF Gen guys coming uh, to the show. We have uh, several folks flying in, some from uh, uh, international locales, um, mm-hmm. uh, as far as New Jersey uh, and Canada. Uh, so, um, but yeah, we're 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 thrilled. Uh, my house is going. I'm actually kicking a wife and uh, uh, a toddler and an infant out of the house to. Uh, to house guests. Oh, oh really? Oh, so, yeah. Is it either that or she's smart enough to get out before yeah, everybody comes in? Yeah, it's a little in. bit of both. Where I'm like, hey, all these guys are going to be at the house, uh, like, you know, the weekend of the show. And she's like, oh, well, I guess I'll be at your parents that weekend. So, <laughs> well, and I think uh, even uh, Eric from Germany, I think, is talking about maybe even being able to. Yeah, I, I got a message. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, very late uh, getting back to people on all forms of messaging, but I, I saw his message on, uh, on RF Gen. I hit him back and, uh, it's 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 so cool that so many people are uh, are trying to come over, uh, uh, and everyone's very politely asking, "Hey, is there space on the floor or a couch <laughs> or something?" I'm like, "Listen, if I had any more space on my floors or couches, like at this point, I might be sleeping on an ottoman." Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, hopefully we can have as you know as many people as are in the area, you know, come out for like a little meetup, uh, hang out, uh, uh, play some games. Uh, if not, I mean, we'll of course have the. Uh, uh, the, the meetup spot at the expo. Um, uh, we did purchase a, a table for RF generation. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to do that, but, uh, uh, but it's there. Uh, we have it. Um, it's not huge. It's just a, a you know, regular eight by eight uh, spot. Um, but, uh, RF 10 members can, uh, uh, kind of, you know, drop their stuff there. If you want to bring a few things, uh, to sell, you know, it's kind of like a community spot for us. Um, I was even toying with the idea of grabbing uh, uh, like generic name tags that we can have printed with the RF Gen logo on them, so everyone can wear <laughs> their forum names. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna try to keep it light and fun, and uh, hopefully have a have a good time. I'm pumped. Well, great. I'll yeah. be excited. We can talk uh, a little bit more in depth and about that coming up. Cool. But. Um
Well, hey, Bill, why the long face? Ah, well, all my clothes are ratty. I can't find anything to wear, ever. Well, I'm really glad you pointed that out. I I think I can help you out. Really? Because I've been I've been burned before. What if you like? Do you like gaming apparel? <laughs> do I? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> the good news is, do you know our sponsor, Off the Charts Video Games? I'm familiar. Yeah, they have a new clothing line, uh, and what? That's right. So you can get clothes from them that have video game characters right on them. Oh, this is you, you have made my day. Off the Charts Games has won E3. <laughs> well, of course they have. Uh, but 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 what but what about games? I mean, I don't just want to go there and get clothes. Like I want to be able to shop and get rewarded. Well, it's like you like you've read my mind, Bill. They've got a new reward system there where you can re, you know redeem for store credit if you refer a friend. They get 5% off their first purchase, and you get 500 points, which is good for $5 store credit. That's great. And Bill, if you just do nothing and just take the time to sign up, they're going to give you 200 points. That's like $2 credit. And you're going to get extra points every time you spend a dollar at the store. Whoa. So it's almost like there's no purchase necessary, and I just get points just for signing up. And then I continue to get points the more I spend just for signing up and refer your friends right you yeah. win they win what a great <laughs> deal right man it's it's the only problem is i'm going to be moving to the lansdale pennsylvania area this fall so i don't know if there's going to be a store around me I, it's it's like we're on the same wavelength bill uh, off the charts video games is actually opening a store in lansdale pennsylvania this fall whoa that sounds like a great place that I could sell my manuals and boxes and cartridges and magazines and promotional items and collectible items and much more. You got it because sometimes you got to purge stuff, right, Bill? You got too much stuff in the collection. You got stuff that you go, hey, I, I, I just don't need this anymore. I mean, I need to refocus on something else. Just take all that stuff and sell it to them. They'll be happy to, to take all that stuff right from you. And they'll probably give me a good store credit price with all those bonus points so I can get whatever I want. They probably do repairs, too. Yeah, you're like, well, what if you have, like, a busted system or something, right? What are you going to do? I'm probably going to throw it in the garbage. That thing's useless. No, wait! Don't throw it in the garbage, Bill. You can get original manufacturer parts to fix your game system. (sighs) This place is like the unicorn of stores. (laughs) You have no idea. Off the charts, actually pays cash or gives you store credit for game systems accessories. And this is how easy they make it. If you sell them over $100 worth of items, they will pay the shipping for you. Huh? What do you think about that? I, I don't even know what to say to that. You know how sometimes when you're out and you're hitting the flea markets, Bill, like I know you like to hit the flea markets. And you end up coming home with like a pile of, uh, you know, like Nintendos or something. And you're like, what am I going to do with all these, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are you doing now? They just Are you stacking them up in the corner or something? I, I, I take them all apart and I polish them with Brasso and they just don't do me any good. You can, you can sell that stuff to off the charts. They oh, will. Oh, man. They'll take it from you. Hey, Bill, you know what? Here, let me help you out. I know you sound like you really could use their help. Let me tell you how you can find them, all right? Go, go for it. I... You could find them at, you know, they, 
off the charts video games. You can do that with a quick search. They've got a website that you can go to. Uh, you can also find them on social media. So OTC video games, you can find them easy. No problem. Be happy to talk to you. These guys are great. Hey, Chris, while you were just talking just now, yeah. I went to I went to otcvideogames.com and I just found out that there is free shipping on orders over $50 in the United States. What? Are you, are you kidding me? I'm not even kidding you. They're the first site on the internet to offer free shipping on orders over $50. Thank God. Well, Bill, while you're on the website, before you check out, don't forget... You can use our coupon code COLLECTORCAST to save 5% on your order. Yeah. That's great, Bill. Don't forget, make sure you go to otcvideogames.com or follow on social media, OTC Video Games. questions coming in here Bill. Uh, you know how much i love questions <laughs> right some of these are are pretty good some of them a little out there but i like the, yeah i like the crazy ones no, it's sometimes. great it, it brings it uh, it takes all kinds <laughs> well it takes all kinds to make this show too <laughs> um let's start with twitter shall we sure um, i feel, I feel, like, I feel like you should cut to like a twitter like themes like a uh, some sort of like a uh, cut right there Oh, okay. Well, well, sing sing me the Twitter jingle. I don't know what the Twitter jingle is. What's uh, you got to make I mean, one up? I guess the uh, the only bird I can think of in a game right now is the the joust bird. <laughs> so I don't think that makes any noise. <laughs> no, it's like a big he just goes. <laughs> or maybe how about like a chocobo? Uh, can you can you cut to like uh, uh, the uh, chocobo racing theme? Sure, Bill. There you go. I won't guarantee that. <laughs> uh, maybe if I can find it. I don't even remember how. Do you, is it the same in all the games? I think it's just that. Yeah, and it's like a slight variation in every game. There's There we just recorded the Twitter intro. No, don't use it. All right. Um, at Metalfro, he, he contacts us at... Okay, here we go. Um, did you ever sell... I think we've had a variant uh, on this before, but did you ever sell or trade off an item as a kid? Here's the big one, though. Mm-hmm. A kid that you deeply regret getting rid of. Bonus points if it was something rare. Mm. I mean, it should be bonus points if it was something near to your heart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really. but, but yeah, I totally understand what he's like. Cause I, I think what he's looking for is like, well, I had a little Samson and I was like, whatever. <laughs> I, had, I had 10 yeah. little Samsons the, in a stack. The store was I... like, you sure you don't want all of these? You bought 10 sealed little Samsons and you're like, <laughs> yeah, but I really want that one copy of Silent Service. Um, well, you know. But no, okay. So uh, trade off something as a kid that you deeply regret getting rid of. I mean, like you said, we talked about this before. Whenever I find people who have things, it's like, oh, like that was my Nintendo when I was a kid, or that was mm-hmm. my Rob, or that was my, you know, my Genesis. I just think like that is so cool. Um, I, I I hit that point at, that like a lot of people do, where you're like, okay, time to get rid of all of this stuff, and I you know strip down to like almost nothing. 
Um, so, uh, you know, and then, you know, years later when I got a job and, you know, worked at Funko Land and a few other gaming related places, I was like, you know, I really should try to get some of the cool stuff back. And that's kind of what started the collecting. So, I mean, for me, I kind of got rid of everything, but like when I look back and think like, what do I wish that I, you know, never got rid of, uh, it's probably the, uh, you know, and I know it's kind of a generic answer, but like, uh, what, when I had Genesis games, I saved the box, I said, you know, the manual, like the game, like I saved all that stuff. When I had, you know, uh, you know, same thing, 32X, Sega CD, like I kept all the cases. What really, uh, you know, bugs me is that I got rid of all of the boxes for the Nintendo games. Oh, yeah, right. So, um, and I remember, like, and he's asking specifically, uh, if we sold or traded them off. Um, I, th- I think I did actually, like, uh, I was, I wanted to, I wanted to trade some stuff in to get some games. And I was like, well, I don't have any games to get rid of, but I mean, I'm not playing these boxes, you know? So, uh, (laughs) I think I just went to the store and I was like, can I trade the boxes? And they were like, uh, sure. And like, there wasn't like a value in their system form. They just gave me, you know, some trading credit for it. Um, most of those games I've probably reacquired because none of them were terribly rare. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd probably say like, uh, the, you know, it, it, in general, it just sucks getting rid of stuff that you had when you were a kid and you have nothing left. Um, so, uh, uh, my father-in-law, he's actually driving up him and him and my mother-in-law are driving up, uh, in the next month or so for the, uh, birth of my second child. And, uh, he, spoiler alert, he told me he's bringing up, uh, his, remember I told you he has that closet full of like all the video game stuff he's ever had. Oh yeah. He's like loading up the car. He's giving it all to me. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, it's like Odyssey stuff and, uh, like Atari trackball, uh, like Crazy. everything he's ever had, like box manual. And like sometimes he wraps them in saran wrap so they don't get like any crap on them. Uh, nice. Uh, Nint- Super Nintendo Super Set, um, you know, uh, NES action set. Uh, nice. so yeah, so, uh, uh, it's, it's too bad that it's not my childhood stuff, but it is kind of cool to be, even acquiring something that like, you know, was the thing that someone had when they were a kid. So, yeah. And you're, and you've said before, I mean, your father-in-law, he's, he, he plays games. Yeah, he games. Right? So. Um, and, and he listens to the show. So I, I, I can't, uh, uh, you know, I will not say anything bad about him because well, of course I, not. I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Um, yeah. but yeah, he, he does, uh, uh, the, the, he, the way he compares me and him, he says, you know, I, I feel like I spend more time in games than you do. Like you, you like jump off to other games. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm better at the games, so it doesn't take me <laughs> as long. <laughs> Way to call him out. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's a good guy. But no, he, but his point was, I was just, you know, teasing with him, but he's very methodical. So he'll get to an area and he'll, okay, like, how can I, you know, squeeze every last bit of game out of this? Okay, I can do this and I want to get this. Okay, 100% great. Whereas I'm like, I'm just going to play this game as long as I'm having fun. And as long as it's fun, I'm still going to play it. And I don't care what the percentage is. And I don't care about the completion, you know. So he's like a straight completionist and I'm a funnest. Um, okay. but, but yeah, it, it, he's always said that about me and him. He's like, you know, I like, I, I feel like I spend more time in games. And I was like, well, yeah, you take longer, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's a good guy. Well, now that he's heard that, I'm sure that <laughs> closet full of stuff is not coming to Jim, your house. where's all so. that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Say, oh, I needed more time, oh, Bill, oh, with burn. it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I feel it. What, uh, was that time? I mean, when the time when you got rid of things, was it that like period of time where you're like, oh, I'm got to, you know, I'm into girls now. I don't need this 
baby crap around me. Yeah, anymore. I mean, th- there wasn't ever any like disdain for the games. It was just like, okay, man, I had that stuff for a while, and it's. And the other thing is, like, I feel like you sell games when you don't have any. Like, obviously, you sell games when you don't have any money, but. It's like when you don't have money and someone's like, hey, I'll give you 30 bucks for that. You're like, wow, $30. That's a ton of money because yeah. you have no concept of like having a job or like getting a paycheck. So like once you get like your first few paychecks and you're like, man, I like I sold some of that stuff I had for a kid for like, you know, for less than what I could make in a couple of weeks, like, which is, you know, kind of the reason why a lot of collectors don't get rid of stuff at all. They're like, well, you know, if I'm only going to get so little back for it, I might, I'd rather just keep it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was never like, uh, I went through a couple times where I was like, okay, I'm just going to sell these games I have because I don't have a whole lot of room or I want to, you know, I want to buy, you know, guitar. Like I was in a, like I played guitar for a while. So like when I got rid of a bunch of my games, I bought a guitar. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of to the point now where everything's kind of settled down and the games I want are the games I want. And you know, they're, they're, they're going to be there. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So what about you? You have a, a one, uh, one that got away that you always, uh, uh, wish you didn't get rid of? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if it was, I wouldn't call it rare. And, and I don't know about trading, I guess, uh, I to some degree. I had a friend of mine that lived down the street when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. we would, um, we'd trade games. I mean, like, like borrow. You know uh, what I mean? Correct. Like, you'd yep. borrow, and yep. I would borrow one from him. And um, I let him borrow, because his dad actually wanted to play. His dad was really into RPGs, uh, which was weird. Like, his mm. dad, I mean, at the time, it's like, what, you know? Yeah, I mean, late, I mean, late 80s, early 90s. Right. I mean, it's, it's more common now, but to think of back then, like to, for someone's dad to be into RPGs, like that was, it's, I mean, it's, it's way less common uh, then than it is now. What was even weirder was that his dad enjoyed the grinding part. Like he would Weird. be playing one of these things and his dad would just grind for hours and do the grinding <laughs> for him. And he would then just go play these story parts. So, oh, so, I, so they would tag team it. Kind of, oh, yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So uh, they wanted to borrow my Fantasy Star 2, which is, I bought it with my Genesis, you know, I went to Kohl's department store, you know, and Kohl's, I don't know if you have them out there, but they're like these, it's like, mostly like uh, like a department store where you would not buy games, you know, like there's like a men's section. Yeah, you know what we have here? We had uh, we had Caldor, did you ever have those? No. Okay, we had Caldor, so if anyone is familiar with what a Caldor is, like that's what a Kohl's, it's like... A department, like a small standalone department store, yep. like like smaller than Sears, smaller than Macy's, yeah. um, uh, and they had like an electronics department. So, yeah, like, and it didn't even yeah. really have an electronics department. Like in the menswear area, there was like a a desk. Oh wow! And <laughs> they sold mostly like Game and Watch. Um, okay. But they did have uh, they had like a really small Sega Genesis stuff. So when I bought my Sega, I bought. That and I bought Fancy Star too, and you know it had like the real thick hint book and everything, and uh, and yeah, he wanted to borrow it, and his dad wanted to play it, so I um, I let them borrow that. I don't I don't remember what on earth I borrowed at the time, but um, I never got, never got it back. <laughs> uh, you know, and I don't ever know what happened to it. I mean, we I was just we were younger, and it's a kind of the kind of stuff you really sit and thought about a whole mm-hmm. lot. It just you're like, eh. Did you get to enjoy it at all before you let him borrow it? Oh yeah, no, okay. I had played through it. That's the way we, you know, we would beat it and you would trade it, and, right? You know, then you would trade back or whatever okay. eventually. But 
So now I got to enjoy it and everything. I just kind of wish, you know, it was one of those things. It was, you know, mine. I bought it with my Sega. Was, you know, I've I've replaced it. Right. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a little bit of a tangent, but it's funny you mentioned someone borrowing something and never giving it back. Um, I ran into a dude who I used to work with, like, at Funko Land uh, uh, years ago, just, like, last week. Like, I was having lunch with Sarah. Uh, at Chick-fil-A and uh, I, I was like, Oh, Hey dude, how you doing? Oh, Hey, and we do the standard hellos. And then I was like, here, I have my son on my arm. And I was like, let me just, you know, put everything down and grab my food. And like, I'll come back over. I'll give you my card. And like, you know, we can, uh, uh you know, have each other's email addresses, whatever. He's like, Oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. So I go, I sit down, the food gets there. I have a few fries. I wash my hands and then I turn around to like, go like give him one of my business cards. And he left he huh. just peaced out. And I was like, wow. It, I mean, everything was cordial. Everything was cool. And like, so then I get over that. I told him I was coming over to give him a card and he's gone. And I was like, what a jerk face. So yeah. I spent the rest of the lunch trying to figure out like, why the hell would this guy just leave? And then like, it took me a while to remember, but I was like, oh, this dude borrowed two DVDs from me. <laughs> years ago and every time i saw him for a little while i was like yo you got my dvds and he was like oh i'll get them for you next time so he probably thought i was gonna give him crap about the dvds or worse like ask for money or something and i remember the two dvds what was it scarface okay and saturday night live the best of dana carvey <laughs> the church lady yes so okay and, and the, the the another uh, side part to that story. I actually work with Dana Carvey's brother. He works at the the company that I work for. No way, yeah, really? Yeah, and he, he sounds exactly like him. He's a real funny guy, too. So uh, uh, I went over to him and I told him the story. <laughs> and then he brought it full circle. He's like, have you ever seen Dana's movie, uh, Master of Disguise? And there's a scene in Master of Disguise where Dana impersonates Tony Montana from Scarface. So he's like, there you go, full oh. circle. <laughs> <laughs> But That's I, what a yeah, small, a cool, weird a, world. Yeah, exactly. Small world. He's a real cool dude. Um, I don't want to give his name out because, yeah, you know, sure. of how much exposure this show gets and then will ruin his <laughs> right. life. But, uh, yeah, real, real cool, real funny guy. That's, that's hilarious. Well, so, uh, so yours, so yours is Fantasy Star 2. Yeah. The big hint book. And, uh, to recap, so, so, cause we never had Coles. We had Caldor forever. And that, that's, yeah. I don't know if you guys had Bradley's years ago. No. Yeah. I love, there's, if, I don't know. They're if, very regional, look, like the stores in the country, the the department stores. Yeah, have you ever looked at? Um, I've seen threads like on message boards mm-hmm. where they will have like pictures of old department stores that aren't there anymore, yeah, like really old this? pictures. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, here's you know, uh, whatever brand thing from right. their area that's been gone for five hundred years. But right, and and the weird uh, thing is, so we had a Caldor forever right in town here, and then it went uh, away, and then it became a Coles. And we had never heard of Coles before, so we you know, oh, so yeah. we have Coles now. And the funny thing is, I guess the uh, the phone circuit never changed because my mom, when she was like in high school, uh, worked at that Caldor, and one day she had to call them, and she looked the number up, and she's like, "That's the same number as when it was Caldor." <laughs> so, but yeah, it's funny thinking back to like all the old stores, and uh, I remember going into like Bradley's uh, when they had uh, the Nintendo um, players' guides would come out. And they had, oh, yeah, and they, like, uh, they had like the Ninja Gaiden guide, and uh, uh, it was weird because like they had like this very small electronics department because CDs weren't even really a thing yet. Hmm. So like CDs were kind of just becoming a thing. So like every store was kind of like scrambling to like fit CDs and CD players, and oh well, I guess we put the video games over there too. So, but yeah, our Caldor was the store that we would call because again before the internet, you get on the phone, you're like, okay. Does, uh, uh, you call Caldor. Hey, do you got, I need to talk to electronics. 
And you wait a few minutes. Hey, do you guys have Mario 2? No? Right. Okay. And then you hang up and then you call Toys R Us. Hi, can I talk to someone in electronics? And then it goes to <laughs> wait a few minutes and hi, do you have Mario 2? No? Okay. And then, you know, so it wasn't like it is now. Like you had, you got on the phone and you called people. Um, yeah, there was no release dates no. or schedules. There was no such thing. Right. Just whenever they showed up at the stores, when they showed up at the store. Yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy because like it's it kind of get it. I used to explain this to people. Like people used to call Best Buy and ask like, "How can I talk to someone in electronics?" And everyone would look at them like, you know, like <laughs> "That's the whole store. The whole store <laughs> runs on electricity." Like when, but I I had to explain to people that's not how it used to be. Like right, you used to yeah. have to ask for because you know you're either talking to menswear or electronics. Yeah, yeah. You want to make sure you're not talking to the guy that's uh, in sporting goods yep. uh, about your Nintendo games or something, and, right? But you know, the other thing is weird. Like with how the with how the internet's made everything smaller, uh, like the world smaller and everything. I always feel like I don't know if it's just like my corner of the world, but like my wife would be like, "Oh, like let's go to Lowe's and see if they have this." And I'm like, "Why would we go there and see if they have it? Like, why wouldn't we call them <laughs> or and just get online? Right? Or just go online and like check check the thing? But like, yeah. I, I feel like if there's no like online inventory check. People aren't. No one's calling the store because like yeah, no one uses the phone anymore. Somebody. Exactly. Yeah, and like it it drives me crazy because I'm like, why are we gonna go all the way over there? Let's just call them. I'm even worse than that. I'm like, I can get, just get it on Amazon. Yeah, I don't have to go. It'll just be here in two days. I, I used to not think that way before Prime, and then Prime changes everything. Where yeah, you're, where, and the cool thing about Prime is it frees you up for like, okay, now I don't have to go to that place. I can just do things that I was, you know, that I wouldn't be able to do if I just went out. Yeah, and it's like, well, maybe we could you know, be a little. Ch- I'm like, I don't care. I just, I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. It'll just show up. Yeah. You know? And the, uh, I know we're getting on a, uh, on a, ta- on a, you know, twenty minute tangent here, but the, it drives me crazy. Like it's, it's double edged sword because, like, with Amazon, you look at the bill and you're like, dude, we spent like a billion dollars on Amazon purchases in the last few months, and it's like, yeah, look at all the stuff we bought. We just would have bought it at the grocery store. Yeah, like, it's we, the same. You stuff. know, we just bought it on Amazon, so. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Well, that's a good question. Yeah. Led to some weird places, but good yeah, question. It, it led to some good, uh, some good memories of Bradleys and Coles and old department stores. Oh, <laughs> uh, the the store I used to always go to for NES games around here was a store called Hills. Okay, Hills Department Store. Oh man, they had a great selection. I used to go in there all the time. Um, up next, we got two questions. Okay. Two questions from at Sega Tomcast. Cool. Which uh, I would tell you to follow him, but right now he has his account locked, which I can completely understand wanting to be somewhat semi in control of who follows you. But uh, if he ever unlocks it, you need to immediately follow Sega Tomcast. Like the best stream of consciousness tweets I think I've ever read. (laughs) It's just like the most completely random, but like the things you're like going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." Uh, but he has a couple questions. Um, do you collect books at all? Any recommendations? Comics do count. Well, no? uh, I always go first, so why don't I let you go first? Okay, sure. Um, I do. I don't know if I would call it collecting books, but I mean, I buy books. I like to read. Um, I am uh, somewhat, I guess, obsessive about what I do here. I mean, I like gaming, and I like to read about gaming as well in the industry somewhat. Um but, uh, you know, a couple of books I guess I would recommend right off the bat. Um, you know, if you like history and you don't care if it's too dry, uh, there's a book by Leonard Herman called Phoenix, and it's uh, basically just a history book of the game industry. Uh, it reads, you know, 
I'm not trying to be rude. It's a little, you know, like stereo instruction manuals. It's very matter of fact, but right. uh, a lot of knowledge that's in there. Right. And and, and I've, I've read that book too. I, I'll just want to interject. Um, yeah. I feel exactly the same way. There's not a single page that goes by that not only did I not learn something, but I learned something that was like, that's really interesting. Um, but you can, but you know, as you're reading it, you're like, well, you can kind of tell it was self-edited. You can yeah. kind of, you know, like th- there's like he self published it, right? Sure, and 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 thankfully because it it really is a good read. But after like the th- like you know, you you start it's I, again. I don't want to talk down about it because like it is a great thing for someone to write all that and self publish it and get the good info out there. But you're right. It it is it's a dry read, but it's extremely interesting. Yeah, and the crazy thing about that is, I mean, that book came out. The first edition came out because I remember buying it was came out like ninety five. Mm. Way before anybody was writing about games or game history. I mean, that was, you had magazines mm-hmm. and that was it. Um, so to get something like that, that was pretty much the only game in town. So no wonder he had to self publish. Nobody was putting books out like right, that right. at the time. Uh, but yeah, give it one a read. I mean, you know, like I said, don't expect, um, you know, New York Times editor to go in, but I mean, there's good content. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a series by MIT Press. I've read uh, two of those. I'm almost done with the second one. One is called Racing the Beam. It's about um, the series is called their platform series. Um, so it's, you know, MIT, it's definitely more of a technical side of things. But what they do is kind of um, talk about uh, the hardware system and everything kind of surrounding it. So it's a little bit of history. It's a little bit of technical. So Racing the Beam is about the Atari 2600. And um, so you have a little bit about Atari itself. And you have a lot about the how the 2600 functions uh, and the challenges. And then there's a new one that just recently came out called I Am Error. And that's about the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. So same same idea, the same logic of how those books are, are put together. So I would highly recommend those if you don't mind something that's a little on the technical side. Um, maybe a little less, uh, a couple that are really no well known as Game Over by David Sheff mm. uh, came out in the 90s. Uh, he is a, a Playboy writer and he did a, a book about Nintendo at the time. Um, it's not in print anymore, but it's not too hard to go find a copy somewhere. Uh, I'd recommend that one. That was it's kind of a classic in that mold. Um, you know, honestly, there's I'd probably hold more. I could go and pull stuff off the <laughs> shelf, but those, I mean, that I do tend to buy a lot of those books. I would definitely recommend those right off the bat. So, Bill, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just looking back at the question, um, uh, do you collect books at all? Any recommendations? Comics do count uh, to review the question. Um, so, uh, I. I'm going to skew it towards the hobby because I'm assuming he's not just asking you what you're reading. Um, but, uh, uh, I do collect the how to win at Nintendo, uh, oh, uh yeah. games books, um, the Jeff Rovins. Um, it's not really a difficult collection to get cause there's not really that many of them, but they, they look really cool on the shelf. They fit right next yeah. to the games really nicely. They all have different like bright colors as the, uh, for the binding. Um, there's a couple of like, you know, collections. There's the how to win at sports games, the, you know, super, how to win super Mario, Yeah, how to win super Mario. Um, and I collect, I don't, wouldn't say I collect them, but if I come across the, uh, uh, Tecmo, um, what do I call it? The power series, Oh, Worlds of Power. Worlds of Power books, yep. And they have uh, Metal Gear and Bionic Commando and, you know, like kind of some backstories. Uh, uh, like really, really, really short little. Um, you can tell they're kind of designed for probably a, a younger audience. But same thing, they look really cool on a shelf. I think I came across a half dozen of them at a, a, you know, at a flea market. It was like, oh, 50 cents each. It was like, psh, sold. 
So, um, Worlds of Power books are really cool. Um, uh, and just since he did say comics, and I'm not saying this just because uh, Duke is here and because I have to represent, uh, you know, me and uh, my bat brother, Krabby. Oh, gosh, here we go. I'm personally, I, I wouldn't call myself a comic fan. Um, and I'm just saying, like, because I don't like a whole lot of different comics. Um, I, I'm a Batman fan. So I had a friend of mine a few years ago, uh, Courtney, um, she let me borrow, um, a handful of graphic novels that are kind of known as kind of staples in the series. Uh, uh, year one, uh, the killing joke, uh, uh, the long Halloween, um, just to name a few, uh, Arkham Asylum, um, you know, just to name a few. And, uh, and I loved a lot of, uh, Dark Knight, uh, returns. Um, so I do collect, Bat, not Batman comic books. I collect Batman graphic novels, but only if I love them. So a lot of like sometimes I'll read a graphic novel, I'm like oh that's pretty cool. You know I don't need to own it. I borrow a lot of them, and then like if I really love it, I'll I'll buy myself a copy, keep it on the library uh, shelf. Um, and in case you were wondering about like stuff outside the hobby, um, or no, so, oh, sorry, with the hobby, if if you if you want some video game or like you know fantasy or pop culture fiction, I think I've mentioned Ready Player One on the show before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie's coming out by Spielberg. Yeah, well, the, there, there's, I mean, a lot of rumors out there, so I, I don't know. Uh, I, I've heard that rumor too, um, and I don't know if it's him directing. It, it might be him producing because he has his, he has his hands in a lot of pots. Right. Um, but I'll tell you, um, Ready Player One uh, is it's a very, very, very fun read. Um, it's a, it's a, 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 a uh, it's great. It's um, it's it's not the most original story in the world. It's like you know, kid. Uh, you know, growing up in like kind of a dystopian world, like he's actually living in a place called the stacks, which are just like, like beater cars just stacked up like 30, 40, 50 high. So you, <laughs> you, you climb up in a stack of cars <laughs> and like that's your house in a um, world in where, a world cars, are where cars are stacked. High. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so he kind of grows up there. Um, and he kind of makes his way all the way up to, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's it's kind of like the last starfighter um okay you know what i mean like like without giving like too much away um it's really good it's it's uh so so basically oh sorry it's not like that. that's uh the the author's new book is more like that the new one's called armada ready player one is more like charlie and the chocolate factory so okay. so there's the so imagine charlie and the chocolate factory if willy wonka died and then in his like video will gave the golden ticket contest Okay. So that's what happens. Right. So in the beginning of this thing, like, a, like, a, like, imagine like Steve Jobs, like times like 10 or like that type of figure, like that ubiquitous with technology. He dies and he leaves this video where it's okay. Here's this contest that I left for someone to find and whoever solves it can take over my fortune. Oh. So, uh, people for years are looking for like, like the first part piece of the puzzle and, and the kid in this story, like uh, he finds it and, it ha it's it's i mean if you're a child of the 80s or video games or uh, uh like pop culture in general it's filled with rush references nerd movie <laughs> references uh uh like at one point he has to like he has to act out the entire uh war games movie <laughs> as matthew Roderick. like that's one of the tests Shall um, we he play also a has game? To, he has to play 2112 <laughs> um <laughs> It's really, 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 really good. And it's super fun, super easy to read. So Ready Player One, if you're looking for like a gaming, you know, uh, fiction, uh, uh, book to read, it's excellent. And like uh, Chris said before, um, it's been in negotiation. Actually, it was offered to Christopher Nolan. Um, and he turned it oh. down. He typically doesn't like to do, uh, something that he's not writing. 
Um, but yeah, I think Spielberg has been attached to it. So, um, if you're looking for a, a gaming, you know, fiction, uh, uh, thing to read, Ready Player One is awesome. And I'll just do like a shout out for, uh, uh, The Name of the Wind. If you haven't read The Name of the Wind, please call out sick next week and just read The Name of the Wind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just throw another, when you mentioned graphic novels, um, I, I've got like one Golgo 13. Okay. Uh, that's kind of my thing. And I want to get some more of those. I liked it. It was good. Nice. Um, another question that, uh, take a Sega Tomcast hit us with is, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a good one. Never mind uh, please about tell, the book question. <laughs> that's right. Please tell me your favorite part of ABC's hit. TGIF lineup was, oh. and was it Full House? Now you so see. So if you were yeah, alive in the depends, 90s. It depends on which era of TGIF you were coming from, right? That's true, because there was early, there was oh, early yeah. TGIF, and then later on, the different mix. You had mm-hmm. a couple stalwarts that were pretty much there the whole time, though, right? Yes, yeah. And, 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 and here's the thing, for people who aren't familiar, TGIF isn't just like a, a crappy restaurant. TGIF, like, honestly, I don't know how I can explain it to people now because I don't feel like there is, like, a family TV staple that's as ubiquitous as TGIF. Um, You know, but I mean, and remember, there was must-see TV, which was, like, Thursdays, and then you had TGF on Fridays. Right. But that was it. I mean, everybody watched TV. There wasn't anything else to do. Right. It's it's you didn't have a billion different ways to uh, consume content. You didn't have streaming. I mean, people forget how you know, recent the streaming uh, uh you know has has been happening. But I'm telling you, TGIF like you talked about it at school during the week. <laughs> uh, like you looked forward to it. Like TGIF happened, and like my parents unplugged the phone. Uh, back when all you had was a house phone, obviously no cell phones. So like, you know, it's no, just dis- no one's disturbing TGIF. <laughs> um, and, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, full house was definitely in, in the earth. So if you're talking way back in the long, long ago, uh-huh. it's hard to pick a favorite cause they were all so good. So full house, if I'm not mistaken, was in the same block as growing pains. With Alan Thicke and Kirk Cameron. Um, that would have had to have been really early, but I don't know if that was no, actually sorry, technically sorry. ever in growing, TGIF. Yeah, Growing Pains might have been back in the Who's the Boss uh, days. And Who's the Boss might not have been in, uh, uh, in TGIF. Um, I, I, if, I'm, if, you, if you twist my arm, it's going to be between Full House, Step by Step, and Boy Meets World. Okay. All right. Um, all solid, all very family, and all like you looked forward to it all week. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think I would have to go with. Um, I think it was earlier on, wasn't uh, Perfect Strangers? Wasn't oh, that man, one in with, TGIF uh, with uh, uh, what's Balky his name? Bronson Bron- Bron- Pinchot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Belki Bartakamos. Belki Bartakamos. So you're going back, but I like people don't understand how good that show is. And the thing Perfect is, Stranger because a great. whole lot of other shows like survived and like you got reruns and syndication. Unless you like look it up on YouTube, like you can't find Perfect Strangers anywhere. Yeah, maybe if it's like on some weird rando over the air channel right. or something. But you're, yeah, you're so, just not so going to find it. Do you want? Do you want to real quick explain the premise of the show if, if someone's never seen it? <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, so actually, there's this guy that lives in like was he in New York or Chicago or some big city, right? Yes. And he he has his was it his cousin? Uh, yeah, it was his cousin. So uh, uh, Larry Appleton, um, yeah. who uh, I I want to say Chicago, but I'm not sure because I think they went to Cubs games or something. Um, yeah. So Larry Appleton, and I think he works at a newspaper. 
Yeah, something like yeah, that. So, it was like so, a big, you know, highfalutin kind right, of job. Right, something in We're the very media. Serious. Whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. like very like 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 a uh, like odd couple type stuff. So yeah. he's like the he's the worker. He's like, you got to do this." And then his like freewheeling, I want to say cousin cuz he calls yeah. him cousin Larry. He's like, "Cousin yeah. Larry, cousin Larry, I am your cousin <laughs> Balky from Meepos." He's like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> so yeah, the like, island of Meepos. Yeah, the island of Meepos, which I think he was like a goat herder or something. Uh, yes, yes, he was a goat herder. Yeah. But why did he come to America? I don't remember. No idea. Like the, the <laughs> open, the opening credits showed him like in the first shot, like in on Meepos, and then in the second shot on a boat, and the third shot living <laughs> yeah. with Larry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was there like you could see him like coming up to the Statue of Liberty or something? Yeah, something like it? that. Yeah. But I'm telling yeah. you, like perfect strangers. I, cause my, my wife had never heard of it. I pulled up a few YouTube clips and showed her and she was like, har, har, har laughing. Yeah. So yeah. It is really good. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, you really pulled out a, a way, way back one with that. But yeah, if you haven't seen Perfect Strangers, like YouTube a couple of full episodes, it's really, really good. Yeah, and Bronson Pinchot, I mean, he was hilarious. And I just, what happened to him after that? You I mean, know what? He was on um, one of the, I can't remember if it was like a celebrity, it was either Celebrity Rehab. Or, oh, God. Or, or oh, no. it might have just been like, you know, when they have like all the celebrities just live in a house together on VH1? Oh, um, yeah. He might have been on, I think he was on one of those. The like but, below uh, the D list um, kind of I got to tell you, the only movie I've ever seen him in yeah. was called Blame It on the Bellboy. All right. And he was a bellboy at a hotel. Okay. And it was some sort of comedy, I'm assuming, but uh, I've never seen it because it sounded awful. Yes, yeah, it sounds terrible. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know who, who he reminds me of? Remember, I don't know the actor's name, but remember the guy from Short Circuit? Oh, the yeah. the, the the Pakistani guy, Yeah, right? the guy who was never in anything else. <laughs> <laughs> He was the best yeah. character in Short Circuit and Short he Circuit the, 2, and you can't find He was the only him. returning character in Short Circuit 2, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, because yeah, every, everybody else, like, they left Montana and they went to the city, and then, like, Michael McKeon was there, like, making uh, stuff with him. But Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy, none of them are there. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, he, and he wasn't, pa- like, he played, like, a Pakistani guy. But he was just like a white dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he, yeah, he was a little darker complected. They, they, yeah. they made him up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, bas- a- yeah. Basically, just a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember? Oh man, this is like the least video game episode ever. Uh, do you remember? You know who Jonathan Price is? Uh, what did he play? Uh, most recently, he was in. Um, uh, 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 Pirates of the Caribbean. He was uh, uh uh, Kira Knightley's I, father. I've seen Pirates okay. of the Caribbean. But. Yeah, so uh, uh, Jonathan Price, he was in the Broadway production of Miss Saigon. He played a straight-up Vietnamese pimp. All right. And he's like a, just a British actor or you know, just a white actor. And they they gave him like Asian eye you know, prosthetics so that really? he would look the part. And it was like a big controversy at the time because they're like, you guys are being racist. You're like, yeah, giving a him eye. And he's like, he's playing a Vietnamese guy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, you couldn't put a, a cast a white guy as a black man. Exactly. And put him yeah. in blackface. I mean, that right. would be ooh, that would be bad. Right. right. So to answer yeah. your question. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part it's Urkel, right? of ABC's. T- oh man, yeah, the family matters. That's family sad. matters. That's sad though. With uh, what's her name? Um, uh, uh, the girl who played. Um, was it Maya? I don't know. Did something uh, what, happen? I know the dad died. What oh, was Urkel's uh, girlfriend's name? Oh man, uh, God, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Um, but like, only I- thing I can remember with Urkel is, uh, did I do that? And cheese. Yeah, yeah cheese. 
Uh, but yeah, there was, uh, later in the series, he got a girlfriend and she was really, really pretty. And I was like, and one day I was like, I wonder what ever happened to her. And like, I went back and looked her up and like, she very suddenly died. Oh no. Um, I think of cancer too. Oh, and I was like, terrible. Oh man. Like young. So. I remember yeah. like Urkel had an alter ego that was cool. Stefan Mark. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Markel. <laughs> oh man. And then Laura finally liked him. Yeah, and man, now I now I'm thinking back too. I like Fresh Prince. It's a great Fresh show. Prince. Oh, Fresh Prince is great. Carlton. See, that's the thing is, there's just a whole <laughs> bunch of great shows when we were growing up, and I oh, don't know which 90s. one yeah. are official TGIF because I think just ABC yeah. is official. Yeah, it was TGIF. just ABC. Yeah. yeah. So fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Mm. So maybe it was not Full House, but it was good. Good stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, and and it's I mean, Full House is great. Like, don't get me wrong. If Full House is on, I'm watching it. Um, but, you my know, kids will watch Full House. De- most deaf, yeah. Seriously, uh, they're, they're like if I have anything else that's they're like, ah, oh, this is old. Yeah. <laughs> Full House comes on, that's oh, great. You, they, they just put out like a Full House, uh, like uh, behind the scenes, like documentary with like recovered footage from back then, and there's oh, really? footage of John Stamos trying to get the Olsen twins fired. Really? Yeah, and and they asked him about it, and he admitted he's like, yeah, I, I did that, and it, like they were they were super young, they were like babies, yeah, and like they could never get him to do the right lines, and they were pooping everywhere, and like so <laughs> it wasn't like, he, and he said he's like, it wasn't like I didn't like them, I was like, I just wanted to work with you know kids who were easier to work with, and these kids were very difficult to work with when they were younger. Cut it out. Yeah, cut it out. Quit it. <laughs> Is there any truth to the Alanis Morissette rumor? I don't know if there's any truth. That's what everybody says. Yeah. But I've, no, I know they, they dated. Yeah. They did date, which, God, Alanis, why? Dave Coulier, why? I know. I know. Maybe she's a big Detroit Red Wings fan. <laughs> I don't know. Thankfully, she's reformed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are we all ready for the next one? Sure. No more TGI Friday. Please, somebody ask us about uh, Must See TV at some point in time. Yeah. Um. Okay, this one's from Real, Real Jeff Funstick, mm-hmm. and he wants to know, has anyone aspired to try to make their own web series or games, whether it be reviews or anything related? To making their own web series on games, right? I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, yeah, YouTube just, lo- or something? Through. Yep. Um, absolutely. Well, since Chris uh, went first last time, I will go. Um, okay. Yeah, I've absolutely... Um, now, when you say web series... I assume he's talking about a video series or a blog series counts. Well, I uh, I would think so because uh, I mean, when I think web, se- I guess you could talk about a blog, but I mean these right. days, videos where it's at, right? Uh, yeah, I mean I'm on the uh, the RF Gen uh, blog uh, uh, crew, um, which uh, um, if if you haven't yet, like you should really just send a single banana a private message and thank him for all of the work he does to keep uh, all that in line. There's Seriously. Really, there's really a ton behind the scenes that goes on. And it's not just him like, you know, yelling at all of us like, Hey, get your stories in on time. Like <laughs> he, he's doing scheduling and he's trying to keep everything flowing. Um, the front page of RF 10 for a long time was just kind of, you know, the same story for six months until something else changed. So he took the initiative to say, listen, can I be in charge of this and get fresh content up every couple days? And it's not, a small amount of work. So just put that out there. Um, so yeah, the blog series, uh, sorry, web series, I've tried to do a bunch of them. And the problem is I get this idea and then I'm okay. I'm going to do a web series on all 32 X games. And then you get like three or four games in and you're like, uh, I don't want to play any more 32 X games. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So, um, and this happens with a lot of things. So I'm trying to find, and the same thing with like, like, you know, old DOS games. Like you play like TIE Fighter and Terminal Velocity. And then I'm like, uh, 
I don't really want to play any other DOS games right now. So like I've kind of found that I want it to be stuff that I enjoy doing. So I started to think if like a month or so ago, I was like, okay, if I just had all the free time right now to do anything gaming related I wanted to, what would I do? And oh. my first thought was like, I would put together an arcade machine. You know, yeah. so so I picked up a cheap arcade machine on uh, uh, Craigslist. And when I have free time, I'm working on it. So the last uh, blog article I did was on, you know, some of the first things to do when you uh, pick up a new arcade machine. So I wrote that. And then like, as I'm, cause a lot of times with blog articles, I'm trying to like, okay, how do I get more content in this? I can't think of anything else to say with this article. I had more than enough to say, and I had to say, okay, like I'm going to put the next thing in another article. And even after I submitted it, I emailed rich and I was like, Hey, can I have it back? I want to add more stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I've tried a bunch of times and I've failed. Um, I'm, I'm doing pretty, uh, I'm going pretty, pretty hard at the arcade, uh, 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 you know, web series. Um, and we might even record some video. I'm going to, uh, 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 Lance's house, uh, my friend Lance who runs uh, RetroWare TV and he's running the expo with us. I'm going to his house on Sunday and we're going to be, uh, doing, uh, flybacks and cap kits on a couple of monitor chassis. So, uh, that'll be the next article. So that's the one that I'm currently working on. Um, he also asked about reviews or anything else. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I used to write reviews. Um, I don't really know how great I am at it. Uh, so it's not, and, and also I don't really have fun doing it. So that's why I stopped. Um, I love, 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 love teaching people how to play games, mm -hmm. especially if it's like a really complicated game. Cause like a lot of times I really want to learn how to play a game, but no one will teach me how to do it. So like once I learn, I love teaching other people. So <laughs> dark, dark souls, <laughs> dark souls. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So someone still needs to teach me how to play Dark Souls. Uh, anytime, anytime, anywhere, buddy. Well, we have uh, some time next month. Yes, do we you do. You want to get back <laughs> on? Um, but yeah, so I I did a video on how to play Civilization Five. Yep. And I did a video on uh, how to play uh, Civilization Beyond Earth. I'm a big fan of the uh, Civ uh, series, and I don't know if very many people watch them, but I had a ton of fun making them. Let me let me ask a question, both maybe to you and to the listeners. Mm -hmm. um, maybe if this is not good, I'll just cut it out. Um, <laughs> now, when you're doing stuff like that, I'm curious. Probably also more the listeners. You know, like I know with Billy says, well, I don't give very many views. Do you feel like, or if we integrated stuff into our like show channel? Do you think, I mean, because we probably have more, I mean, no offense, Bill, but we probably have more subscribers on the show channel than like your personal channel. Right. Is that something you'd want to try to consolidate under like the show's heading or is this like, I just want to do Bill's thing out here somewhere? No. Yeah. It would totally be like, I, I don't care how it gets to people. Um, so okay. it's, so if there are people who are, uh, you know, have any interest in some of the things that, you know, each of us are kind of doing like, like Krabby's like NES completion videos. Yeah. Um, like they should totally be, you know, at least pinged or linked to on some of the other, uh, you know, avenues that we, uh, that we pursue. So it's one of those things like I just wouldn't want it to be like inappropriate or out of place. Like, yeah, no. I, like I don't want to throw a Civ 5 video on Collector Cast and have people be like, what the hell are they showing me a Civ 5 video for? And you'd be like, well, no, I don't, I, if you listen yeah. to Collector Cast, you'd know <laughs> that Bill wants to teach you how to play Civ 5. Well, I think the th thing I look at it is when people want to watch, video series and stuff or listen to us bill there's a whole lot of people to listen to out there it's personality to some mm. degree it's like you feel like you oh i like these people i want to hear more from them or right. i like their take um so i think that's 
probably why they would say, oh, okay, maybe I don't know Civ, but I like Bill. I like listening to him, so maybe I'll check it out or right. something. So, no, I yeah. think that would definitely work. Yeah, no, cool. If that's something that anyone has any... Uh, yeah, let us know, right? Yeah. If you have any yeah. inter- if, if someone's like, hey, I want to watch that video, then just let us know and we'll, we'll throw it to you somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm fine with... We can, we can put it on our channel if that's easier for people to find everything there. Um, or, you know, whatever works. I'm oh, all, I'm all for it. Now I'm thinking about Civ 5 and I just want to play Civ 5. Now I'm thinking about Dark Souls. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as me, um, yeah, I, I think about it fairly often. Uh, you know, on the personal side of things, part of what I do for my job is I do some video work and video editing and I do some side work, uh, doing that stuff too. So video audio editing and some shooting. I'm not, I wouldn't call me, uh, the best cameraman in the universe, but, um, I'm okay. So uh, some of that, I'm like, I have the skills. It wouldn't be very difficult. I think the issue for me gets to be more is it's kind of like, you know, when you have to do something for work, doing it at home, is it's not as fun. Does that right. make sense? Um, so there's times I think about it and then I kind of go, ah, you know, and I just don't quite get there. Uh, I guess I would, it's like anything else. I would have to know if, if people are interested. So if you're, right. if you think, oh, well, I would seriously sit down and listen to something. Uh, I would say <laughs> on a video, yeah. let me know, uh, and I'll give it a shot. Uh, I guess that's the thing too, is and somewhat too. I don't know. I I don't know if somebody would want to stare at my face very long. <laughs> I'm not saying that to be you know goofy. It's well, I yeah. really don't know. I'm pretty sure people would because you know, look at us. Number one, <laughs> number two. Like I, I think most people are like that. You know, and 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 the, you know. I'm not one of, I'm one of those people who like, you know, I'm not uncomfortable putting my face on the internet, but like, I'm kind my thoughts is kind of like, who'd want to look at my face? Like, wouldn't they rather just like look at the stuff that I'm talking about? You yeah. Know? So, yeah. But at the same time, like there are, I've met people who have heard the show and they're like, oh yeah, I had no idea what you look like. So I guess it might not be the worst thing for, uh, you know, to put a face on there once in a while. Well, it's, um, you know, that's what I say. You know, you guys are listening to the show. Let us know if that's something you want. Um, you know, Bill and I and Krabby, we can put something together. Yeah. But, you know, if, if nobody says anything, then no, I'm probably not going to go out of my way to make a video <laughs> that's going to get two views. Right. It's just, it's a lot of time, a lot of hours yeah. that you've got to sink into something. And quite honestly, on our channel, the video that gets the most views is some goofy test thing I did of some weird NES product mm-hmm. years ago. And it consistently gets way more views than anything else we put out. So yeah. I, I just checked the Civ videos that I put out on blogs like months, maybe like a year ago. Yeah. I actually think the, the Civ uh, Beyond Earth video was last October when it came out. And it's got like 23 views. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, then the th- here's the thing is, if it's a labor of love, like I love, yeah. I love just sitting down and playing Civ and talking about it. So if no one watched that video, I'd still be happy that I made it. So that, you know, that 20 something people were like, oh, I'll watch this for at least a few seconds. You know, it's as long as I had fun doing it, that's that's cool. But a lot of times it's a ton of work. It is to get all that stuff uh, uh, together. So yeah. and I don't have a capture card either. So, yeah. So for uh, what? Right. For because uh, I mean, I, I set up the uh, the PC to uh, do the capturing because um, I was playing the game on the PC. But yeah, like if you were doing a, a video from like a console, you'd need some way to capture that uh, that AV. 
Yeah, and the thing I sometimes run into too, I think like, what games do I really love? Like, I really, I really love the Dark Souls series, but mm-hmm. um, I've subscribed to a guy on YouTube, um, Epic Name Bro, and he is so much better yep. at already doing those videos. I'm like, I don't need to. He's so good at it. I don't need to even step in mm-hmm. that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, again, hey, if you guys want it, let us know, and then we'll see if we can make something happen. Um, I'm going to guess if when we get together in October, we'll probably do some video just for fun or something. We'll yeah. all be in the now, same place. We'll definitely have a whole bunch of uh, uh, media uh, coming uh, through after uh, uh, the uh, expo, both uh, from uh, the events uh, surrounding the expo, the e- expo itself, the live show we're going to have uh, at the expo. There, there's going to be a, no shortage of uh, uh, pictures and video. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last Twitter question we have from at video game porn, which sounds great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to hear you guys' thoughts on the on the Buzzby ga- Bubsy. The Sorry, Bubsy not Buzzby. The Bubsy games. I already know what Bill's going to say, but he says not Bubsy 3D. <laughs> that was a piece of s something bad. Yeah, as as my mom says, s h i poo. Because <laughs> she doesn't swear. <laughs> she doesn't even spell swears. <laughs> she hints at them and then says poo. Oh, <laughs> uh, Bill, you've, I know you have way more experience with Bubsy uh, than I, mean, I ever want. My only experience with Bubsy is with the only Bubsy game that we ever had, but my brother and I played the crap out of this thing. Like, if you could wear a cartridge out, this, this would be one of the ones that we wore out. Um, I mean, I mean, all the time, like, uh, 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 it, it was, it was the Genesis one. It was a decent little platformer. Um, and, you know, we've mentioned this before, but like game, games back then weren't like just the way games are now where like you have instant access to 43 billion games at any time. I mean, back then, like you were a kid, not only three. could you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not only could you like not get games instantly with an internet connection, like your parents didn't buy you new games whenever you wanted to. So like you had the games you had. <laughs> So, um, we played Bubsy so much and, uh, I, the, the one line that keeps, it stays <laughs> in know. my head over and over again. <laughs> I already know. This level, uh, would come up and it was like, had a caption and it was a pun, right? Cause he's a furry creature, creature. And it said, a bridge to fur. Oh. So then Bubsy would be on the screen every time you like, you would die, like it loaded up on that screen and he looked at it and read it and he said, more like a bridge too short. and i guess we were bad at it because we died a lot so we heard him say more like a bridge too short a lot (laughs) but yeah i mean i didn't play any other bubsy game besides that one you know bubsy game on the genesis uh uh, i actually couldn't testify to bubsy 3d being a piece of shi poo or not um but yeah thoughts on the bubsy games the one bubsy game i played i remembered liking a lot I think the Bubsy 3D game is the thing that killed the series. So yeah, uh, it must have been pretty bad. Is, is, isn't it weird how some you know some 3Ds fly and other ones destroy everything? Bubsy really was never good to begin with. So, oh, you, but you say you never played the the 2D one? Uh, no, I've never I've never played Bubsy. Period. Yeah, but Bubsy, give the 16-bit ones, the Genesis one in particular, a try. It's it's really not a bad little platformer. I was kind of at that age where um, it's like I'd already played a lot of platformers on the NES. So when mm-hmm. you like, oh, I'm older, I want to play some tough games, yeah. you know? You know what I was like that with? What's that? Bug. Bug. <laughs> somebody you play somebody bug. Said, you should play Bug. And I'm like, yeah, I've played platformers. What are you trying to make me play that for? And the same thing with uh, when everyone got on Spyro the Dragon. Yeah, I never. Yeah. Oh, you should play Spyro. I'm like, no, I shouldn't. 
<laughs> should I play that? <laughs> that's for it's for babies. Yeah, but like the thing is, you'll find that odd person who likes that old platformer. Like you'll find the guy who likes you know Bubsy. Like uh, oh yeah, you know or you know me or you know. But yeah, so it's interesting to uh, to kind of like you know call out the name of that like rando game that you loved as a kid and find other people that were like oh yeah I also randomly loved it. Yeah, now I completely Did, well, completely so, so, skipped Bubsy. So flip the question a little bit. What's the rando platformer that you remember that no one else really played? God Almighty, Gex. Oh, you played Gex? Yeah, I played Gex. Gex the Gex. Did you save fifteen uh, percent on your car insurance with <laughs> no. with Gexo? <laughs> No, because Gex was uh, the comedian. What was his name? Did the one-liners that was in Gex? Because see, I had that Gilbert friend. Gottfried? No, it was man. He's nowhere anymore. You don't ever even hear the guy. Gallagher. <laughs> yes, Gallagher. <laughs> Gex came out and smashed fruit. That was exactly the shtick. I now uh, I have to look it up because I didn't realize a comedian. Dana Gould. Who? I think I think that's it. You can look it up. I think it's Dana Gould. It is Dana Gould. I don't even yeah, know that name. How do name. I remember that? I don't know. He was yeah. I mean, he was big for like a half second in the nineties. Um, <clears throat> but no, I had a friend, and I I know I've mentioned this before. I had that one friend that actually bought the three DO. Like his dad bought him a three DO. Mm. It was like a seven hundred dollar machine. Yeah, and like and adjusted for inflation, that was like a twelve hundred dollar box. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, it's like did you? It's like it'd be like if you knew a person who bought a Blu Ray player when they first came out for a grand. Yeah, and so obviously this is uh, bad dad guilt. So it goes out and buys <laughs> his son, you know, a seven hundred dollar video game machine. Uh, and he had uh, he had a couple games. Um, like one was a mercenary, which was weird and really terrible. Um, and he had Gex, mm. and we played some Gex. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, I played a lot of it because he had it, and I didn't have a 32 bit system, you know, to play right. it on. So I we played it quite a bit. It was not a bad. I mean, not a bad little 32 bit kind of platform. I played a little bit of Rayman. Oh, on the Jag. You know what's weird? I, I heard of Rayman for years. I never touched Rayman until, I think, Origins. I'm not like, a big I, Rayman li- fan. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I can play it. And like, as I'm playing it, I'm like, okay, like this controls well. Like, I get what I'm supposed to be doing. There's collectibles. There's lots of stuff to do. And every time I'm done playing Rayman for like a half hour, I'm like, I could have played anything else. <laughs> like, yeah. It's kind of like and eating it, it, eating bad fast food, right? Yeah, it's like it's it's not bad and it's not fulfilling. Yeah, it's like filling up on chips. Yeah, you just like, kind of regret like, it a little bit. Where's later. the dip? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dana Gould said that in Gex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, but yeah, stuff. no, there was too many of them. That was the problem. There was just saturation, right? There was well, this yeah, big and saturation. Like, like when any things. genre gets big for a minute. Yeah, like I, f- I feel like all like the stereotypical like 1920s bigwigs with the cigars are like, all right, the RPGs, the big. See, we got to make an RPG <laughs> <laughs> right. because they all just show up out of like I was actually going through some meme uh, 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 images earlier just to see like you know all these arcade games that are out there that I never heard of, and it's amazing like the number of like you know Mortal Kombat clones and Street oh, Fighter yeah. clones, like all the stuff that was like, oh, that game's big right now, make one real quick, and it's oh. like. You can't fool anybody. Like that, the the clone you made is bad, <laughs> right? They all are. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks to our Twitter followers for all yeah, those good thanks. questions. Remember, you can always hit us at, at CollectorCast. You got questions you want on the show? We'll be happy to answer them. Mm-hmm. We're gonna flip over to Facebook for a minute. 
The two gentlemen that sent us some Facebook questions, they are both uh, co-hosts of the NARC podcast, which we've mentioned before. Yeah. All they uh, talk about is the game, NARC. That's it. They completely <laughs> talk about – no, they don't ever talk about NARC. Um, but Rip from uh, the NARC pack asks, yes, if you had to sell your collection to fund something, and something in all caps. So do I, right. that, do I have to yell that? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, it's a very Regis Philbin. If you had to sell right. a collection to fund something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> or what do you think you could buy? Uh, he says, I'd put a pool in my backyard, for example. Well, I mean, depending on the size of the pool, like my, like uh, 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 if you need a retaining wall, it's in ground, you need some concrete, you get some union labor. I mean, you're talking like 30 grand, so you got to have some Man, good the, games to fund Hey, he fund does own uh, a Nintendo World Championship, so. Oh, he'll be fine then. <laughs> yeah, There's he could, the concrete. In, in, <laughs> in ground pool's fine. Yeah, in, in grounds are good. Um, yeah, no good question. Um, and uh, uh, man, if you had to sell your collection of fund something, what would it be? Um, I'm in the. I'm not selling off my collection because it would be too sad. Um, I'm I'm definitely in the trimming uh, uh category right now. Sure. Um, and and even like some some, some rare stuff I've I've already gotten rid of. I've sold a a, a bunch of things, uh, boxed NES games to our very own uh, gamer Nick mm. uh, on RF Gen. Um, Mainly because, uh, you know, there, there's games that I love having in the collection. I just love looking at and love knowing they're there and love playing. And then there's games that, like, you know, are rare and, like, have, like, some value to them. But I'm like, ah, like, I really don't have any attachment. I didn't have them when I was a kid. I don't like playing them. I, I can move on them. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt bad about it at first, actually, because Krabby had sold me a few of the games that I sold. And, like, I contacted him. I'm like, listen, do you just want to, you know, buy them back for what I bought them for? Like, I don't want to take advantage or, or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 like they're yours. I gave you a deal. Like, I appreciate it. Like, you know, go for it. So, um, I, and I gave Nick good prices too. We, we, we worked the deal out. So, um, but yeah, I'm trimming my collection down for, for a couple of reasons. Like partially it's not even the space because like, you know, you can always find, you know, places to put stuff, um, as impossible as it seems, the more stuff you bring in the house. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's I've got my first kid. I got my second kid coming. We bought a house and it's not like we're dying or we're getting thrown out or here or anything. But like, you know, there's just, you know, when, when I weigh it all together and I'm like, OK, besides the fact that I don't have like any kind of attachment to them and I don't and like, you know, the, the money is there. Uh, I'm just gonna, like it's 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 worth more to me to like, you know, throw some in the kids college fund or something than to, you know, just sit on a game. Um so I know it's a boring answer, like, you know, kids and home <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but that's kind of one of the reasons I'm trimming down a bit is to uh, kind of build a little bit of the nest egg up for uh, for the, And then I got the second kid on the way. Um, what do you think you could buy? Um, minivan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have one already. I know. Well, we're, we're, we're in the market. Yep. So uh, I'm actually fixing up my uh, the air conditioning on my Civic's bad. I got a new compressor. I'm going to swap it in. And once I get it recharged... Uh, because when we do sell it next year, I just don't want to have anything major wrong with it. So I'm pretty sure we're going to be in the minivan crowd next year. Yeah, that's what we've got. My wife drives, uh, you know, a big, you know, uh, minivan. And I drive my old beater Civic that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, nobody else is ever in it but me. So who cares? I'll drive it till the wheels fall off. Yeah, that's how it was until the AC went out. And now we're sharing the one car with the AC. Oh, yeah. um, so once once the AC is back in the other car, it'll be fall. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but no, it's cool. But yeah, it's uh, um, the cool thing is the other car, the Forester, it's, it's sort of like a midsize SUV. Um, it's paid off. 
So once yeah. we, uh, once we get the van, uh, we'll just have the one car payment, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, um, but his question is if you had to sell your collection to fund something, if I got to a point where I needed, to, like, you know, let's say a whole bunch of disasters happened at the same time and we were going to lose the house. Yeah. yeah, I'd sell the collection. Of course. Um, yeah. Let's, you know, if a family member's in the hospital, oh, we need 10 grand real quick. Uh, of course, you sell the collection. So, you know, probably the same. It depends something. on the family member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Burn. Um, so, yeah, I mean, probably the same answers as anybody else. Like, you know, what would it take to sell your collection? Like, you know, the, the, those those regular reasons are, are probably. But uh, I, I hope I never have to get rid of everything. And if I do have to get rid of stuff, I hope that it goes to uh, people that I know and uh, people that I know will hang on to the stuff and have fun with it. Sure. Yeah. Um Whew, if I had to sell my collection to fund something, what would it be? Uh. Bill's minivan. <laughs> That's it. I'm giving away minivans here. Psych. Ah, uh, why? What would it be? Um, I, I uh, vacation of a lifetime. Ooh, I, there you go. Like you know. uh, Wallingford, Connecticut. Exactly. That's I'm selling all my games off so I can go to Retro World Expo. Yep. October third. Um. No, I mean, obviously, besides the things that Bill said, you know, obviously, if it's your house or your kids or, you know, something, some of your family needs, you know, you do what you got to do. That makes sense. Uh, but if I had to sell it because I, like, wanted something instead, uh, yeah, I mean, it would either have to be something um, important for my family or something experiential, I think, you know, if I could, you know, take a nice, Ooh, crazy you know what vacation, I'd sell it for? maybe. What's that? Uh, like you know how like billionaires can go like uh like up in the space shuttle for like a billion dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. Yeah. If like someone at NASA was like, "Hey, if you give me all of your games, I'll put you on a ship like up into like low orbit for like two days," I'd be like, "Yup." That's that's exactly how it works when you go to NASA. It's, you it has no games. to be right. <laughs> Take NES games. That's every time you see a movie where NASA's in it, there's always a guy in the back who's like traded all of his games to go. Actually, in Armageddon, like one of Bruce Willis's crew, it was just NES guy. <laughs> That's right. It was, it was way in the back, way, way back in the back. <laughs> Buscemi, right? It was yeah, Steve Buscemi yeah. was the Steve, NES Stevie guy. Bush. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good question. I, yeah. I you know. I, all I can say is I hope I don't ever end up there. I think, you know, I'm probably close to something like Bill's talking about. I think I need to trim some stuff off that mm. um, I'm not as attached to. Because I look around, there's some stuff like, eh, I, you know, I really don't. And my thought in my head is uh, I want to get to the point where I can sit down, play through the games that I have, and then be like, that's closure and can sell it off. So, like, if I say, right. oh, you know, I'm kind of done with my Atari 7800 or whatever, or sit down, play mm. the games I have, and kind of go, okay, I'm good. You know what right. I mean? Right. I'm totally with you. Yeah, it's it's. It, I'm not considering getting rid of my 32x collection anytime soon because it's got like a weird, you know, kind of attachment to it with me. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's one of those things that I look at it and I'm like, okay, there's a couple of games that I had when I was a kid that like I kind of you know have a you know I like playing. Like I would keep those, but I mean all the rest of them, you know, they they were cool to own. They were cool to have. To, and like if I, everything would change if I got a Spider Man. Because if I got a Spider-Man and that completed the collection and then I had it, it was complete, I'd keep the games that I like, I'd sell the rest. Closure, right? Yeah. Closure. I, it's, I, I think, yeah, I think closure is a big part of it. Like, And same thing with the black box games. Even if I sold all my NES games, I'd be like, ugh, 
You want to keep those, right? Uh, yeah, I'd want to keep the lockbox and the Konami silver boxes and, uh, you know, some other things. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, uh, uh, like Chris said, hopefully you don't get to that point where you have to sell everything. But uh, if I, like, as I am trimming down, it's like, okay, let me play through Dragon Force before I, yeah. you know, before I let it go somewhere. Yeah, because I've thought, um, that's it. I've been really close on a couple things here lately. Because like my Jaguar, I've got like a lot of Jaguar games, but there's only one I care about. There's only one game Let me <laughs> like guess. on the whole system. Let me guess. Do you have to guess? I'd like to guess. Okay, what is it? Tempest 2000? It is. Okay. Uh, no, it's Cybermorph. Oh, <laughs> I was so close. I thought it was White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> Fight for Life is my uh, favorite. I, was it Iron Soldier? <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> well, let's just go through the whole library. There's only like th- three more yeah, left. only two more titles. <laughs> uh, but no, I've, I probably, and I've already had a couple people like message me like, hey, I'd be really interested in that Jag. So maybe and, and I'll you're, and, and you're like, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, the Jag is worth owning just for Tempest 2000. Yeah, um, no, it's it's, it's, a, it's a cool little mis- Like, honestly, I do recommend that everyone own a Jaguar and a 3DO for, at, for some length of time at some point. Um, I do feel like most people, unless they're just really quirky and like the weird stuff that's on them, do eventually move beyond them. Yeah, but. yeah they're w- interesting relics. Same thing with the CDI. Oh god, I was so glad to I was so glad when Krabby wanted to buy my CDI. <laughs> was, was yours a CDI or an XI? I had a CDI. Uh, I also had an XI. Hmm. I, I traded the XI away. Yeah, I think I remember. Cuz I was like, yeah, whatever. I got lucky and bought it for like 3 bucks, so I did, like, whatever. Cool. I don't care. Um all right, let's go to the last question here from Chris Roberts, also from the Narc podcast. He asks if you could have a small arcade set up in your home, which you probably already do, Bill, which three arcade cabinets would be must-haves, and one of them cannot be a MAME machine, he says. No MAME. Right. He's asking for dedicated cabs, which, uh-huh. uh, yep, which, it, yeah, because, well, MAME is, there's nothing wrong with MAME, because yeah. space-wise, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's the only option a lot of people have, yeah. but he's just saying it's kind of like a cheat answer for this question. Right, right. It's like, oh, I would, I would, I I wish would put for them more all wishes. Up. Yeah, it's you know? like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, if you only bring three games to a desert island, and it's like no Steam, you can't, just, <laughs> right? you can't, you can't just bring a computer with every game on it and all the ROMs. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, to to uh, I mean, the last two questions, just because you know, me and Chris are both like kind of like considering slimming a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, both myself, uh, Chris and Krabby have all kind of just been like on a weird arcade kick uh, uh, and pinball kick lately. Like, it, mm. it was kind of two cool questions to come up. Um. Yeah. I mean, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Or? Um. I yeah. I can go first. Yeah. Go um, I think one of them is probably a duh, and I'm going to imagine we're probably both in that same space. One of them would definitely be a uh, Play Choice Ten, if I could have mm-hmm. three. And if there were any three, he didn't say. You know. Sure. Just sure. and and, and a play choice is even though it's a multi game system, it is a dedicated cabinet. It is so I would definitely have a play choice ten, um, and probably with just the standard sort of popular titles. I don't care for anything crazy, right? Uh, um, I would have the Ninja Warriors, um, just because. Mm. Oh man, I love that game. Really, and I still love to play it on Mame. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just something I don't know if that I'm familiar with it. What is it? Oh, it's fantastic. Um, Ninja Warriors. It's like, it came out like 88, 89. It's, um, it's kind of like a 2D beat-em-up. But what it is, is the arcade cabinet has three 
monitors side by side, but they're not Ooh. directly in front of you. They're set in and they're reflected up on the screen. So it basically looks like you have one giant, like long widescreen. Um, Interesting. It might even be four screens. But anyway, it's like just one giant wall of game. And you play – well, you probably have heard of the Ninja Warriors, like the Super Nintendo version and stuff. But uh, that's where it came from. The You play as – you can play two players at the same time. You know, it's uh, you play as these robot ninjas and you have to go kill everybody. And I mean that's the idea. And it has like this amazing soundtrack. The graphics are crazy. It's this huge cabinet. Uh, two players simultaneous and just me and my friends would just go and just pump so many freaking quarters into that game all the time because we just we loved it we'd beat it at the arcade we just we'd care we'd keep playing it uh, but that would definitely be one i would say you know it's very difficult to emulate because since it's like three or four screens wide it right. ends up being like really tiny on your screen but do it anyway do it anyway it's well <laughs> worth it um and then lastly, um, I would probably have to go with um, – uh, and this would be a tough one. It would be some version of Street Fighter 2. Mm. Yeah, um, very understandable. Be, I don't know if it would be turbo or if it would be super turbo, but there would be some flavor of it, – that's it's tough. Al- it's almost as hard to pick a single version of Street Fighter to have than it is yeah. to pick like all three si- – because it's the same thing. Like I was uh, uh, you know, recently – debating whether or not I want to get a dedicated Street Fighter 2 and it's like man like cuz World Warrior is classic but yeah, it's yeah. It, it would get old real quick with it's eight so fighters so slow yeah so, so and, slow. yeah and then you get Champion Edition and you're like okay Champion Edition's cool but like ah oh, then you go to Turbo Hyper okay Turbo Hyper is great uh I mean should you go Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo cuz then you get the new challengers and the audio so it's really hard to choose one yeah and man Mortal Kombat 2 just Barely doesn't make the cut. I mean, just yeah. barely doesn't make barely, the cut. Barely. Right in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but how about you, Bill? What, what would you do? I mean, th- th- those are all good machines. I mean, like, it's. I, I wrote an article uh, years ago about, like, my dream arcade, and it was, like, ten machines. Uh, it's really hard to narrow it down to just three. Um, I'll tell you the ones that I have right now is I have a dual screen play choice ten. Um, Jealous. With uh, Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to play it in a month. Hell yeah, I am. Um, so uh uh it's it's really great. It's a really, really, really good condition. Um I've got some really cool games in it. I was kinda swapping games in and out for a while, trading some, and then I kinda settled on uh I mean they're not the rarest games in the world, they're just ones that I can just uh just play any just load the machine up and pop them on. So what's your loadout right now? Uh right now it's Mario one, two, three. Um mm-hmm. are are in there. Uh uh Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which as far as I know as far as I can tell, is the only game that has a major difference from the NES counterpart. All the other games are pretty much the NES version. Probably because um, there's no like password, right? Uh, well, right. It's well, no, the password is still there. But oh. The, they they uh, when you press start at the title screen, it takes your initials. Oh. And then if you beat any of the uh, uh, fighters in, uh, you know, if you make it into the top ten knockout times, no matter how you knock them out. It automatically puts those initials into the the top ten list that it stores for each uh, fighter uh, on the board. Cool. Um, so uh, uh, since it's my machine and I play it all the time, um, <laughs> every time like the thing, here's the the bad thing is it doesn't show you the times unless you beat one of them. So mm. uh, I've beaten Glass Joe like so many times so quickly that you almost never see it. But if you get lucky and if like I beat him like uh, just a tad quicker, then you see a list of Bill 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 Bill. bill. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, Mario One Two Three, Punch Out, Contra, which I probably uh, play more than anything else on this cabinet. Of course, uh, Contra, Doctor Mario, which is the most thing played by two people. 
Yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, pro wrestling, Tecmo Bowl. Oh, pro wrestling. Um, and, uh, what else do I have in there? Um, there's one empty spot, so I'm, I'm forgetting one game and I, I can't think of it. But, uh, okay. you know, what's really funny is whenever I load the machine up and like, Hey, you can, you know, press this button to choose whichever game you want to play. When someone chooses a Mario game without fail, do you think it's Mario one, two or three? I would say Mario one. Without fail, it is Mario two. Who the heck Every are you inviting sing- over to your house? I know, right? Like I bring pe- people look at it, and like it's just the people I know just randomly like, oh, I played this game when I was a kid. Really? Because like they got into it like after Mario one, and like Mario two was like when. So like it, it's crazy because I, I I expect someone to fire up Mario three and do the flute and like you know Mario one and you know do the warp zone stuff. So, Everybody, if they fire up a Mario game, it's two. It's uncanny. Crazy. So, so yeah. So not to not to go off too much. So the question again was, if you had to have a if you had a small arcade setup with three machines, so I have a Play Choice Ten. I recently picked up a Mortal Kombat cabinet, but it it had been converted to a Tekken Tag tournament. Blech. Um. Now I didn't buy this machine intending to keep it a uh, Tekken Tag tournament. I bought it because the cabinet was in really good condition. It was the exact cabinet I was looking for, and um, uh, the monitor was in really, really good. Uh, uh, the monitor looked really good, so that's foreshadowing. Um, so, and the thing is, I can sell a uh, tech and tag board, the kit. So it's like the bezel, uh, move list, the board, uh, the kick harness, the marquee. Um, I can sell that stuff uh, uh, pretty easily and fund the, uh, uh, you know, the final product. What I'm trying to, I'm trying to make like a, a kind of a custom. Uh, 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 JAMA uh, main cabinet, hmm. um, but uh, but this in this magic list no main, no right right so but but that's uh, yeah I was just saying like this, these are those are the games that I have so the, I have that cabinet and then I have my Play Choice Ten, um, I definitely 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 have a Street Fighter in there, and I'm leaning towards Street Fighter Two Turbo, uh, uh sorry Hyper Street Fighter Two Turbo Champion. Not super. Not super. And I know it's a stupid reason. I don't really have any love for any of the new challengers. Uh-huh. And I know here's the stupidest reason of all. They totally changed the Hadouken uh, sound. I thought you were going to say the announcer voice. No, 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 no. Because I'm the original Hadouken where, like, you know, both can real like, Hadouken, Hadouken, Hadouken. Like, I like that. And then when you go to Super, it's looking. Yeah. Like, uh, it sounds like a joke. So I want the, f- the, the latest version of Street Fighter that's fast that has the original Hadouken is what I care about. Um, so probably, uh, uh, Turbo, uh, uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper. Um, uh, so that's two. So my plate choice, I got my Street Fighter. Uh, I mean, I kind of, the thing is, I kind of want to beat him up in there, but like, once you beat a beat him up, like, that's it. Uh, so, like, I think of like, you know, like, Turtles is fun, Simpsons is fun, but like, you know, once you beat it, that's it. So, I'm trying to think of a game that, uh, you know, like, just like a skill type game that, like, is just always fun to play because, like, you have to be really good at it. Um, play choice, Street Fighter, and. You could always go Neo Geo. Can I throw a curveball and throw a pinball machine in there? It's our show. Why not? 
Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll go. And I'm not a pinball expert, but I remember going into the arcades when I was younger. I always really liked the look and the feel of the uh, Terminator 2 pinball machine. Oh, okay. Well, so you get the, the little shotgun, uh, uh, you know, release for the ball uh, ball spring. Yep. Uh, the, the art with the, the multiple Arnolds uh, on the back, because they're all the T-800s. Right. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I would do that. I'd, I'd throw, a, throw a pin in there. Cool, cool. Well, um, as always, thanks everybody very much for sending all the questions in. Uh, as we mentioned before, if you want to get your question on the show, do us a big favor. You can reach us on Twitter at CollectorCast. You can hit us on Facebook, so just find CollectorCast. Um, you can also uh, stay, you can email us if anybody actually still does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's Postal. Po- yeah, podcast at CollectorCast.com. I've yet to receive one email at that address. <laughs> But uh, again, thanks everybody for sending those questions in. All right, so without Krabby here, I mean, just in case anybody's worried about the old Crabbo, he um, couldn't make it. He had some family issues that he had to attend to, but um, hopefully we'll have him back pretty soon. So uh, best wishes, Krabby. Today, we're just going to kind of talk about a couple quick things. Um, uh, Bill, we're going to talk a little bit about your arcade stuff that you've been, you know, you're getting into there with the new machine pickup. And then we want to spend a little time to talk a little about Retro Retro World Expo because uh, that's going to be coming up soon. By the time the show comes out, there'll probably be a little over a month or so before the show. So it'll be time to think about that, getting your tickets, getting your place. So we're going to kind of go through that a little bit. But starting out with um arcade machines a little bit bill so you uh i think you mentioned a little bit earlier that you'd recently acquired a new machine but we were kind of talking off air a little bit about kind of your process before you even really want to spend some heavy time with some stuff that you're doing with that machine so um so so kind of what do you have in mind with that one so um i i do like having dedicated cabinets um my play choice is great um i was toying with the idea of you know of do I do I want to keep it? Do I want to sell it? But like it's the more I think about it, I think I'm just gonna hang on to it. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so so I like dedicated cabinets. Um, there's still a few that I'd really like to have, but at the same time, with the limited amount of space I have, um, I thought it might be cool to. Uh, I never really got into the idea of a main machine um, mm-hmm. because I, I, I'm just not sure why. But I went to my buddy Lance's house, um, who we're doing. Uh, he's one of the organizers of the uh, the Retro World Expo, and he's also one of the uh, co-founders of uh, 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 Retroware TV. And I was at his house, and he had something I'd never seen before. It was a, a machine. Uh, he called it. A, it was a hyperspin machine. Um, so a hyperspin is just a front end um, that uh, you know you could put multiple emulators behind. Um, but the interface. Uh, it was just really, really cool. Uh, basically, it's this big magical wheel filled with as many systems, uh, and there's like kind of like a default setup, but then you can also add any systems you want. So if you wanted to, you know, if you had this emulator you really liked that they hadn't done yet, you could write it into the software. It's the, the, there's a high learning curve on the software, mm-hmm. um, but you could add, add it to the software. You could add artwork. You could make it look like it just belongs there. So I just kind of got really interested in trying to figure out how to do, you know, hyperspin. So I've been working on that for a few months. So this machine I picked up is going to be primarily a hyperspin machine. But since it's already wired for JAMA, 
I wanted to make sure that I could still swap in an arcade board if I really wanted to. So um, with a, uh, a, a few cool pieces of hardware, I'm going to be able to kind of pull that all together. Um, the first one being the J-Pack. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ultimark uh, is a, uh, out of uh, the UK. Um, they're a pretty cool uh, little uh, company. I think it's just one dude. Um, and uh, he makes all these cool like custom arcade things. And what the J-Pack is, it's a small circuit board that has uh, the JAMA... Um, you know, on one end. So basically JAMA cabinets have a wire harness that just plugs onto a JAMA arcade board and that connects to your controls, to your monitor, to your speakers, you know, like all the things that uh, the board needs to communicate with. So basically you can pull one board off and then pop another one on. Uh, sometimes there's like a couple extra things to do, like some, some games, uh, need more buttons than JAMA has. So there's like a separate, you know, harness for buttons they have to wire. But for the most part, you just, they're just swappable. So this little, uh, thing that Ultimark makes called the J-Pack, it takes the existing wiring in your cabinet and you just plug the JAMA harness into the J-Pack. And then you plug the J-Pack into the VGA connection, uh, on your video card and your computer and the, uh, uh, USB connection. To, for two things, to provide power to the JPack and to uh, uh, become your keyboard uh, input. Well, that makes um, sense, right? Yeah, because so you still yeah. have to get it up and running and do everything else, right? Right, so you still need to be able to send commands to the PC, and basically the uh, that becomes like a keyboard encoder. Because if you didn't have the JPack, you would kind of have to rewire everything to go directly to the PC. And then if you wanted to, and then let's say like you came across a Street Fighter 2, you know, just like a JAMA board, you couldn't then, you know, hook it up to your cabinet because you've converted it to PC. So using the J-Pack, um, it kind of lets you uh, go back and forth uh, uh, with a little little bit of work if you have to do any wiring. So the J-Pack I have, uh, and the, the question you were asking off air that, uh, that I'll get to right now is, don't arcade monitors, CRT arcade monitors, require special uh, video hardware to output the correct, um, not resolution, but uh, a refresh rate. Right. Um, so most CRT arcade monitors, standard resolution uh, CRT uh, arcade monitors uh, are 15 hertz. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple ways you can do this. You can download a program uh, that's maintained by a person in Germany, and I can't remember their name, I'm sorry, called Soft15. Okay. Um, I, and you can check the forums. Um, I think it's supported with most AMD and Catalyst drivers, uh, uh, you know, after a certain version, or sorry, most of their hardware, and then with the drivers after a certain version. So what Soft 15 does is it pretty much just overrides what, uh, you know, Windows and Catalyst is trying to do, and just forces it to 15. Okay. Um, the, there's a few downsides with it. Um, the compatibility isn't 100%. There's certain games that, you know, since you're doing it with software, certain, you know, things don't always work right. I haven't used it uh, a ton, so I can't really say from experience just from what I've read. Um, the other thing is, it since it's done through Windows software, it only, uh, uh, what do you call it? It only takes uh, place when Windows loads. So oh, yeah. if you were trying to get, so like, if you're trying to get into your BIOS to like, you know, make like changes on, on a hardware level, you wouldn't be able to see that stuff. Um, the, uh, the other option, the other option, two options, which are kind of related to each other, you can buy something also made by Ultimark called the Arcade VGA. It's about a mm-hmm. hundred dollar a card. It's, it's a, it's a Radeon 5450 chipset that's been reflashed, um, so that it's no longer a Radeon 5450. It's the Arcade VGA. So it, at a hardware level, supports the 15, uh, uh, 15 hertz output. 
Um, so the upside with doing it this way is it's always, uh, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll do regular PC resolutions. It'll do arcade monitor resolutions. It'll show you the BIOS. It'll show you Windows. It'll show on your arcade monitor. It'll show on a PC monitor. It'll show on an LCD. So it's kind of like the best of everything. Um, it, it supports dual monitor. You know, it's, it's, a, you can have your PC connected on one uh, output and the monitor connected on the other. Um, yeah, just, uh, and then the other one that I said that was kind of related to that, there are forums where you can, uh, where people teach you how to flash the cards yourself. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 you, I, could, I, you could fry your card too. <laughs> yeah. I looked through those forums and there's a lot of people who are like, my card doesn't work anymore. And they're like, Oh, you must've messed something up. Sorry. So it's <laughs> yeah. one of those things. Like if I'm not going to get into it heavily, I'd rather just pay someone who knows what they're doing. So, well, sure. And I think probably another draw too, is that I imagine some people probably want to run like, uh, an optimized, uh, version of Linux instead of windows. So having a hardware based yeah. solution. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, uh, uh, even if you're not running Linux, um, I just read an article the other day about a guy who wanted to completely hide Windows. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he doesn't mind that Windows is running, but when he boots the machine up, he didn't want like the Windows boot screen and then hyperspin launching. So, uh, he wrote like a five or six part, uh, like step by step guide to hiding Windows. And one of the things he had to use was, uh, some Linux code, uh, in the boot up. Um, so basically after the bio screen, it goes straight to a black screen with like an animation of Donkey Kong walking back and forth, and then it fades <laughs> to black, and then hyperspin launches. So um, you would never know that it's a Windows machine. Uh, I actually don't know if uh, hyperspin's available on Linux. I, I would imagine that it's not, um, but uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah, I know a lot of people that do main machines. They'll run Linux, and there's you know certain like kernel configurations and things that you know because they don't need anything right. else. They don't need all this right. other crap. I mean, if if you it's know, just, just Mame, it yeah, if it's just Mame totally, um, all the other emulators out there, I I couldn't speak for for all the other ones, but uh, Mame, yeah, definitely you can. Yeah, so I'm curious then, which route are you going? Uh, I'm probably going to end up with the arcade VGA. Yeah, it makes sense, um, right? Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I just don't want to, like, I downloaded Soft 15, and I'm going to, you know, I probably am going to play around with it a tiny bit uh, before, uh, you know, I end up ordering the Arcade VGA just to kind of, you know, have a comparison. But um, the other thing that, uh, and this isn't specific to Arcade VGA, but there's a, a, a different games ran at different resolutions, even though they ran on, you know, similar monitors. Um, so there's a really cool utility that you can use no matter what uh, program or, or route you end up going that will look at the dat file so pretty mm-hmm. much the database of all the games that you have yep. it checks it against the uh, database of uh, all the resolutions that these games ran at and it creates a folder where you tell it to that ha- like an INI that has the resolutions to run all these games in and then you just paste that code into your uh, main INI and then you don't have to manually change resolutions or config oh, nice. for each game. It just knows, oh, this game ran at this resolution at this refresh rate. We're going to do that, like, you know, for everything. So, uh, there's, there's a minimal amount of setup, but, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, now when we were talking a little before you, you were kind of talking about some, um, uh, some monitor repair work and we we're getting mm-hmm. into that. And I, I, you know, f- that seems to be a pretty common thing that most people have to deal with. These tubes are, you know, mm. not spring chickens. Most of them are 20, 30 plus years old. So they, yeah. they need a little TLC, right? Yep. Yep. And it's most of the things, the regular things you do on a, a arcade a CRT monitor are very, very easy. Um, if you have, uh, if you're careful, 
so you don't get electrocuted. Um, <laughs> and if you have just basic soldering skills, and even if you don't have basic soldering skills, um, I've never really soldered anything before. I did my first cap kit, and uh, it's you know, it's not something that's that's uh, that's difficult to do at all. So uh, I'm working on a blog article that's going to be up on RF Gen probably tomorrow or the day after. Uh, or sorry, it'll be submitted tomorrow or the day after. I don't think it goes up for another week. Um, but uh, it's going to be pretty much on what I'm going to be doing tomorrow at Lance's house. Um, I pulled the monitor chassis out of the uh, of the of the monitor, which is pretty much the uh, uh, the circuit board, like mm-hmm. the main PCB um, where yep. all the the circuitry is located, and that's connected with a few wires to the neck board, which is a smaller square board that's connected directly to the back of the uh, where the picture tube kind of in the back of the uh, monitor where it kind of narrows to a point. Yep. Um, that's called the neck, and then there's a board that's uh, that's right on the neck there. So the chassis and the neck board are both removed. Um, they're kind of on the on the table prepping for surgery right now. Um, so basically, the the most common thing you do with a old monitor is you do a cap kit. Um, so those are the capacitors. Um, there's usually like maybe like a dozen, twenty ish uh, capacitors, and basically over you know the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years, however old it is, the uh, dielectric in these capacitors dries out. And they lose their ability to be capacitors. So, um, and usually you won't even know they're going because what happens is, uh, you'll compensate for them not being good anymore by increasing, you know, like, oh, like the brightness needs to be higher or the contrast needs to be higher. Oh, the red's going down and then you turn the red up. So, um, one of the, one of the things that always happens is, uh, when you do your, when you replace all your capacitors and power the monitor back up, everything's turned way too high (laughs) because you've been, you've been uh, compensating. Um, but yeah, so pretty much, um, you purchase a cap kit, um, for your specific monitor. So for instance, I've got a Wells Gardner, uh, K7000, uh, specifically a 7191, but you normally K7000, like all the parts are the same. Uh, so most of the time, if, if not, they'll, you know, they'll tell you, well, if you have this model, it's this one, this model, this one. So I just went to, um, the real Bob Roberts, uh, net, I believe it is. Okay. Just double check that. Um, have you heard of the real Bob Roberts? Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. Okay. So, um, the real Bob, Bob Roberts is a, uh, a guy who's been doing, uh, you know, arcade repair and, uh, uh, you know, arcade stuff for, you know, since he was a kid. Um, and the greatest thing about the real Bob Roberts, besides like really knowing what he's doing and what he's talking about, his website is from the days when websites were brand new. <laughs> so when you go to the real net, it feels like stepping in a time machine. It's like flashing text and like scrolling. N- not even that. It's very, very simple. And it's just an enormous list of everything that he, that he sells. Uh, and it's, it's like a home business. I think him and his family just do it out of the house. Um, it's very neatly organized and it's just, it looks like an Excel spreadsheet. And it has a dollar amount next to the thing, and it says sold out or not sold out. And you can't order anything on his website. It's just a list of what he has. It's just Is a, it a list phone of number? what he has. Nope. You have to email him <laughs> exactly what you want. And okay. then he will email you back a total with shipping and everything. Uh-huh. And then you must mail him a check. Wow. <laughs> not even PayPal or anything. Nope. Does not accept <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> So he has pages of stuff that he's like all different. And the thing is, he knows what he's doing. So like every once in a while, you'll see a part that like you'll click on and it'll have him doing pictures of like, oh, you want to be careful of this and not this. And people make this mistake and it's not this. 
or like, you know, a link to like, here's a great story about how this thing works or whatever. Um, and he throws in little personal, uh, uh, opinions like, uh, uh, so in America we have pretty, we have almost exclusively concave buttons, right? Mm. Um, so in Japan they have almost primarily convex buttons. So they're curved upward. Really? Uh, oh, yep. Yep. And they, they, they call them, uh, in this country, they call those competition buttons. Um, because since the button is curved upward, you would press the button earlier than if it was, you know, going downwards. So the idea is that you actually don't have to press the button down as far. Not as much travel. As right, that. not as much travel. Um, even if the plunger is going the same distance, like the button, you know, makes contact with your finger higher. Right. So in Japan, that's almost all what they use. And in this country, it's the opposite. Same with joysticks, actually. In Japan, they almost exclusively use ball tops. And in America... Of many games were Batwing controllers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, sorry, the the joystick uh, top, the Batwing top. Um, so there was a little spot where I bought some push buttons from him, uh, and uh, there was a little link to the convex buttons right underneath the the regular hap ones. And he has this little thing in there that says, "I hate these convex buttons with a burning passion, <laughs> <laughs> but people have asked for me to carry them, so here they are. Go ahead and buy them if you want to." Wow. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, he's he's a good dude. I've I've ordered from him a few times myself, and uh, the 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 monitor repair work that Lance and I are doing tomorrow, um, we ordered from him again. Uh, so basically, um, you order your cap kit. Um, so uh, the real net is a great place to order from. Um, if you if you can't wait or if you don't want to write a check, there's a whole bunch of you know like Twisted Quarter and uh, uh, the Arcade Buffet.com, Paradise Arcade. There's a whole bunch of great arcade part sites. So just do a Google search for like, you know, whatever your monitor's model number is, cap kit. Um, and one thing I want to just, if you're new to arcade monitors, the big sticker and model number on the picture tube, on the back of the picture tube, that's the model of the picture tube, not your monitor. So yeah, just the, that's from the tube manufacturer, right? right? So for instance, so for instance, my, I have a Wells Gardner K7000 monitor. It's a Philips picture tube. And yeah, because you only had a few different companies making the actual it, tubes. Exactly right. So when you're looking, so like you, you're you're going to be looking for a, like a sticker on the circuitry or near the circuitry, and that'll tell you the model name of the monitor. Um, so you just do Google search for you know like Wells Gardner K7000 cap kit, um, and when possible, it'll they'll cost a few extra bucks, um, but you want to be looking for something that says uh, uh, high like high temperature or like 105 degrees rated capacitors. Um, basically they're designed to last longer at higher temperatures. Mm. And since a lot of these machines are enclosed with not the greatest airflow, yeah. um, it's just, you know, for the extra couple of bucks, you know, you can Why go not? for it. Yeah. Cause yeah. who wants to do another cap kit quicker? Exactly. Right? Even though they're not terribly difficult, just save yourself some work. So, um, so basically, uh, then in the mail, you'll get a bag of capacitors and, uh, you can read the article I'm about to put out, but it's just, uh, the simple, uh, process of, Desoldering, which you can either do with a desoldering pump if you still have a radio shack nearby, um, <laughs> or a desoldering um, plunger, like a syringe style plunger, which is what I use. So you desolder the old caps, and then you put the new ones with the uh, same, uh, you know, designation. Uh, capacitors ha- uh, are rated in uh, 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 microfarads. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. And uh, and volts, I believe. So yeah. like, you know, like like nine volt twenty one hundred microfarad cap or something. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing you want to be careful of, and I'll I'll put this in the article as well. They do have polarity. Yeah, they do. So that's a big deal. You can't put them in any which way, and your board, 
you'll notice the capacitor has like a stripe going down one side that's marking the positive or negative, and I can't remember which one it is, but it'll tell you which side that designates, and the board where the capacitor goes in will have a little positive or negative on one of those two sides, uh, depending on who made the board. Yeah, uh, a lot of components. I mean, there's a few that are universal either way, but... Um, right, yeah. like like resistors. Yeah. yeah. Like a resistor doesn't matter. A fuse, obviously, just continuity doesn't matter. Um, but, but yeah, a, a capacitor, uh, the polarity matters. So yeah, just caps, make sure diodes, you put them in. things yes. like that. Yeah, that's yep. all important. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so the cap kit is the easy part. You yeah. like, so you desolder a cap, you look at it. Okay. This is a nine volt, 2100 microfarad cap. You find the other, you know, the new nine volt, 20, you know, 100, pop it in that hole, solder it on, um, you know, cut the legs off. And, you know, once you've done all your caps, then that's it. Um, so that's a very, very easy thing you can do to, uh, improve the, the uh, picture quality of your monitor. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, too, is like these, most of these boards are older style through hole component boards. So mm-hmm. uh, they're not like these newer electronics where everything is surface mount components, which are a nightmare to hand solder or desolder. Yeah, so uh, you don't yeah. need expert skill to do these no. kind of repairs. Yeah. And when you're looking at old boards, like the, like the holes are enormous, like the pads are enormous, like you can actually like be really like... You don't want to be, but you can be a little bit uh, messy with your solder. And it's like, oh, that's okay. There's not a pin within like another inch and a half. So like, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, they're all through hole. Um, I don't think there's any, the only surface mounted thing I've run into is on a Sega CD on certain models of the Sega CD. There's a fuse that's surface mounted, but, uh, but yeah, for most old arcade monitors, no big deal. Um, so yeah, once all the, and the other, the other problem that the cap kit uh, fixes, um, some t- some older monitors they get these vertical bars that are kind of known in the uh, in the hobby as jail bars. Yeah, it's and like uh, NES. You yep. see some NES models. Yep. Uh, and, and and you can't mistake it. Like the the thing boots up and you're just you, it's like you're sitting in a prison cell and playing your <laughs> game. Um, a cap kit will fix that um, nine times out of ten unless you've got other more serious issues. Um, so yeah, the other major thing, the reason why I'm doing this with Lance is uh, my flyback transformer. Which is the piece of uh, uh, electron? It's a large, uh, b- usually black uh, unit that has a focus uh, uh, dial and sometimes a brightness or a contrast dial on it, with a large red wire going to a suction cup uh, <laughs> on the picture tube. That you know, everyone has said like, "Oh, there's enough in there to kill you." Um, I don't know. I mean, potentially, it's, def- it's definitely dangerous. Um, I don't know if. Uh, you know, I've heard enough stories with people getting shocked and not killed, but uh, it's definitely dangerous. So do a Google search on how to discharge a monitor before you start working on it, and you'll be fine. It's really, really easy. Um, but yeah, so just had to mention that. But the flyback transformer is, uh, it, it regulates voltage that is living inside the picture tube um, with uh, what's on the board. So my flyback transformer had a small crack in it. And if your flyback is ever cracked or oozing liquid or oozing like a clear liquid, um, or sorry, like a, like a, like an opaque, uh, liquid, replace it as soon as possible. The monitor might work for, you know, days, weeks, months, uh, bef- with, with no issues. As soon as the flyback goes completely, it's going to let all sorts of crazy voltage, uh, into places where crazy voltage wasn't meant to go. Mm, yeah. Um, and a, and a flyback's like 20, $25. And it's very similar to a cap, a uh, cap kit. You just desolder the eight or nine uh, points, pull the old one out. Put the new one in, resolder those eight or nine points. Um, th- there's there's more details to it, but again, that'll be in the article or a video we do. Um, the last thing we're gonna do, 
that I wasn't even planning on doing because the monitor looks pretty good to me. Yeah, this um, is the part that kind of surprised me that you were going to, to go and do this on a pretty newer monitor. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know newer because it, it is, I mean, it's a, it's, it's an original, it's original to this machine. It was a Mortal Kombat. It's about 20 um, years old. Yeah. So yeah, early nineties. Um, so, um, I'm going to be doing, uh, what's uh, known as a tube rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. So over time, there are, there are elements within the picture tube, um, that get, you know, uh, that get build up on them. Um, even though everything in there is supposed to be sealed in a vacuum. Yeah, um, right. There, there is some buildup that can go on in there, and I'm not a monitor expert, so I can't tell you exactly what's getting built up in there. But over time, like if your monitor starts looking dull, if the colors aren't vibrant, if you know, no matter how much you adjust it, even after a cap kit, um, it's like ah, oh, you know, like the colors just aren't popping, nothing looks bright. Um, there's a machine you can buy relatively cheaply, or you can have a place do it for you. Basically, you hook this machine up to your picture tube only, so not your monitor, chassis, or any other electronics. It just hooks up directly to the neck of your tube, and there's a manual that comes with it, and it tells you what to... So you look up your model. So you would look up, you know, Wells Gardner, you know, K7000, and it would have, like, a list of recommended voltages. And there's a whole bunch of setup to it, so you kind of have to set all these, like, you know, dials very specifically, or at least, you know, close to what you think everything is. And then you choose each gun individually, the red, the blue, and the green, and you press a button on the tube rejuvenator, and it supplies those amounts of voltages to the elements on each gun. And it pretty much, you're providing more voltage than they were meant to get. You're burning <laughs> that uh, buildup away. Yeah. Cook it, if, cook it off. Yep, you're cooking it off, like a self-cleaning oven. Yep. So if it's done correctly, it will... now. And, and what most people say is, it does take a little bit of the life away from the monitor, right? Just because you're, you know, you're 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 burning stuff off it. Um, but a bunch of the people I know who've done this, they say they've never once lost a tube to this, and you know, uh, monitors that uh, that they've done this on are all still running. But we do like to say, like, it can shorten the lifespan of the monitor just a little bit. Um, but basically, if uh, uh, you know, if you're, if the, if the colors aren't bright, if they, if they're not popping the way they used to, you can do a tube rejuvenation. And on the machines I've seen, when you apply the voltage to the gun, you kind of see a dial kind of pop up. And then once it's kind of done burning the stuff off, you see the dial go back down. So, you know, okay, there's nothing else on there. I can release the voltage. So, um, even if there's only like a little bit of buildup, you can kind of cook that off. So, um, the thing is, my picture tube, it had, uh, my machine had a Tekken Tag tournament in it when I bought it. Mm-hmm. And it's not really like the, the sharpest game. Like it's kind of like, like playing like a PlayStation 1 game, like to, uh, to kind of get like, uh, uh, you know, like a, an idea of what the picture looks like. So I'm going to bring it over there. Um, Lance has a tube rejuvenator and, uh, maybe we'll hook it up and uh, just kind of see, uh, Maybe we'll hook it up and see what everything looks like after the cap kit and the, um, what do you call it? Uh, the, uh, uh, flyback. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cool thing is since, uh, he's got like a dozen arcade machines over there, we can just hook my monitor up to any one of his machines once those things are done and see how it compares to some of his other monitors. Yeah. Um, he's even got a Mortal Kombat. He's got a Mortal Kombat one dedicated cab, which is beautiful. And then he has, I think it's a Mortal Kombat. I can't remember. It's either a Mortal Kombat two or three cabinet. But he's got a Jamma switcher in there running two, three, and ultimate three. Nice. So um, it'd be cool. We can actually kind of compare it uh, to, you know, 
to two other Mortal Kombat machines, which is what it originally came from. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I don't know if that, uh, went a little bit longer than, uh, than we maybe planned, but those are the art, the gamey game things that I'm doing tomorrow. And, uh, you'll get an article, you'll maybe get some pictures, some video, and, uh, hopefully everything works out great. And everyone who comes to, uh, Retro World from RF, the RF Gen crew and comes to my house, will get to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm ready to play some Mortal Kombat. I'm, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. It's going to be there. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's an important thing is that uh, as you know, as we get older and all these pieces of, of gear get older, you know, basically people that are in the hobby have to learn how to become like this crazy jack of all trades. You basically have to mm-hmm. learn how to be a TV repairman. Yep. Um, because if, if you don't want to pay someone to do it. To do it for you, if you can find someone to do exactly. it. Exactly, it used to be you could just call. Okay, well, it's fifty bucks to get a TV guy to my house, and then it could be another hundred or hundred and fifty to service it. Um, and you know, it's it's. I think your point is it's getting to the point where you can't find a professional uh, person who has a business who services arcade machines besides like people in the hobby. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a lot like pinball, right? I mean, there's. Mm. Unless there's you get certain people in certain areas, usually that's the one guy, just because that's what he's kind of made his side business doing. I mean, probably what you tons of people used to be able to do, um, mm. just people aren't doing this stuff anymore. It's not, you know, the TV repair places used to be a dime a dozen. Um, mm. When people, it was much more cost effective to fix a television than to buy another one. These days, nobody does that. <laughs> um, and you know, obviously, people are throwing tubes out like they're going out of style. Uh, and tubes are quite literally not manufactured anymore and haven't been for quite a few years. So what right. we've got, the supply that's out there, is it forever. Um, because it would be enormously expensive to set up another factory to start producing tubes again. So I doubt that that will probably ever even happen. Yeah, and, and it was happening because uh, I worked at Best Buy during the transition from, okay, we still have some tubes to, okay, we don't have any tube TVs anymore. And then there was a, there was a uh, until I don't know what year it was, but it was it seemed like it wasn't that long ago that you could still buy a newly manufactured Wells Gardner CRT arcade monitor. Mm-hmm. They were making you know like medium resolution and dual resolution uh, uh, you know monitors that people were you know putting in arcade machines. The market has dried up on those. I think mainly because a lot of uh, 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 people are kind of okay with if you're going to make your own arcade machine. I'll just throw out, you know, a cheap LCD TV in there and like, whatever, who cares if it's CRT? And the people who want CRTs, they grab machines off Craigslist and figure out how to repair them instead of buying new ones. So, you know, no one's making them anymore. So it's, uh, it's kind of up to whoever wants to maintain them to maintain them. Yeah. And we're operating on borrowed time on a lot of these things. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they these will not last forever. There's a certain degree of repair that you can do, but once the tube goes, the tube is you can't. You know, that's it, yeah. right? Actually, uh, Lance texted, uh, or like it was like a private Facebook message to me and the guys who were running the uh, the expo like a few months ago, and he's like, "Hey, FYI," and it was a certain model Sharp television. Yeah. Um, that he's like, if you're ever out, I know you can't even find tube TVs like at a lot of, th- uh, you know, f- uh, thrift shops anymore, but he's like, if you see any sharp, uh, you know, tube, like, I think it's like any sharp 20 inch tube, yeah. or I, I, I got to check the exact model. He's like, they're interchangeable with, uh, uh, arcade monitor chassis of that size. Ah. Um, so he's like, if you see them, 
grab them. Let, right? let me know because he's you know people are always looking for uh, for tubes for tube swaps, and and usually if it's uh, if you have bad burn in, yeah, you can just do a tube swap. But you know it's uh, uh, like you said. I mean, there's a uh, it's 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 weird to think of these as like endangered species, but uh, they w- they will all be gone. Yeah, I mean that's it. That's the crazy part. Like back when I got those. Um those little Sony PVMs, you know, I picked those two up, one mm. for you, one for me. Yep. Um, when I was talking to him about that, the guys were like, oh, yeah, I can't believe you wanted those. Well, you just threw <laughs> a bunch of those out. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, right? We actually, uh, my wife uh, with my uh, first son, um, we were at the ultrasound and they had a uh, little 13-inch PVM up on the, the wall. Like, that's what we were watching the ultrasound on. Uh-huh. And she had to leave the room for a minute. And I, I walked up to it. I looked around the back and... It wasn't as nice as our model. It just had, uh, uh, it didn't have like the BNC inputs. Yeah. I think it was just, I can't remember. I think it was just DB15. But, um, anyway, the next time we went for an ultrasound, it was an LCD. <laughs> and right. I said to her, I was, and, uh, I was like, oh, those old monitors you, you guys had. And I, I was like, I would have asked you for one if they had the connectors I wanted, but they didn't. It was like one model down. And she was like, it's so funny that you said that because some guy just made fun of those monitors like a few, like a few weeks ago, like, Oh, this nice, uh, you know, doctor's office using old monitors. And I was like, you tell that guy. Uh, yeah, there's no idea what he's talking awesome. about. No idea. Yeah, well, I mean, the 25-inch PVM I've got has, um, yeah, it has. Uh, Jerk. <laughs> it, it has a, a computer. Well, it's supposed to be like a computer connector, but use that for RGBN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the others, it's got some other inputs. But I've still got that 14 I keep around as well. But yes. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it. I've, yeah, I've actually, uh, uh, speaking of that, I mean, I've been on the lookout. I was on the lookout for 20 and 25 uh, uh, RGB monitors forever until I just gave up because it was so frustrating trying to find them. Um, and uh, I started thinking, hey, I mean, m- like arcade monitors accept RGB signals. Like, yeah. why, you know, why couldn't you just use that? And I looked into it, and ju- uh, like a lot of other, you know, RGB things, uh, the signal that's output uh, RGB by most things is just a weak signal, so you can do it. You should have an amplifier, like an inline amp, kind of like the N64 mod put in. Yep. Um, so, uh, and the, then the downside with an arcade monitor is they're usually just in, a, in an open frame. Yeah. Um, so if you wanted to have it outside an arcade machine, it's not really the most attractive or safest option. So, um, But it's one of those things that, hey... If you have an arcade monitor mounted in a machine and you can hook up the connections with a simple uh, RGB amp, you could absolutely do RGB to an arcade monitor. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's it. Um, you got to go wherever you can get it uh, mm-hmm. because these, unfortunately, I think that's way too many. Of these things are just getting land filled, and yeah. um, which is going to be a big shame. So. Yeah, look around if you can source any of these things, stash one away or, or whatever you can do. But um, mm-hmm. cool. Well, we'll I will look forward to hearing how all that turns out. Hopefully we'll get some pictures. So you guys got to go over to RF Generation and check out uh, Bill's blog article once. I'm sure his article will hit probably roughly somewhere around the same time the show hits. So you can check cool. that out. And we wanted to spend a little time, too, talking about Retro World Expo, right? It's coming up um, October 3rd, and that's not far away at all, right? No, yeah, I mean, especially if you need to plan any kind of travel. Um, I know uh, we got uh, some uh, RF Gen folks, like we uh, foreshadowed before, visiting from Canada. Um, We have some coming in from Jersey. We have uh, maybe uh, a uh, combatant coming down from Massachusetts. Um, 
You know, we have, uh, uh, I think, uh, Indiana is getting represented. That's me, yes. Uh, uh, Bickman's coming. I think he's... Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that was... That was a uh, that that was great to hear. He he uh, he pinged me and he was like, "Hey, I think it's gonna happen." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. expecting Reggie, uh, Reggie with a fro, but I don't think it's gonna happen." <laughs> yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> no, I've seen uh, pictures of Adam. He does not look like Reggie with a fro. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're getting like a wide variety of RF generators that are gonna make it out. I think I saw today like maybe Nick Gamer Nick might be able to make it out. Oh so. man, wouldn't that that would be so great. Yeah, and I'm sure more. Um, I know some people uh, that follow us on Twitter are going to get a chance to, try, are to make it out. So I'm really excited to meet some of those folks. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, our sponsor, right, has got a table. Is that correct? Yeah, Off the Charts Games. Uh, so if you've been listening to our show for longer than, you know, just the last, uh, actually just, you know, any length of time, uh, you've probably heard our uh, amazing ads for uh, <laughs> Off the Charts uh, video games. Uh, uh, but uh you know, we reached out to them, and I, I forget who reached out to who, uh, or sorry, whom, but uh, you know, we we got in touch with them, and they were like, "Hey, you know, like we're you know we're gonna be, you know, we'd love to we're gonna be in the area, we'd love to come up to it." So we got them a booth there. So uh, 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 and I, I met uh, met them at uh, uh, Too Many Games. Um, that's where we uh, uh, finalized uh, uh, finalized their booth space. So um, uh, they're gonna be there. Um, I'm just taking a look. Uh, quick look at the exhibitor list on retroworldexpo.com um uh i should mention our uh, uh our uh, platinum and gold level sponsors mm-hmm. um so retro games plus uh in uh, they have three locations in connecticut uh and chris who runs those stores he's one of the organizers of the uh of the event uh decoys dork decor <laughs> which i have trouble remembering the exact uh, uh order of those uh, d words um, but yeah, so, uh, pretty much what you'd expect from dork decor, um, just geeky stuff Love it. to f- put in your house. Okay. You get, um, you get a game room, you got to decorate, right? Exactly. So, you know, like shot glasses, um, they do a lot of glassware, which is kind of cool. Uh, like, you know, eight bit ties, uh, you know, custom, uh, beer mugs, you know, uh, you know, they do a lot of stuff. So you can check their website out. It's decoys, dork decor. Um, and the last goal, uh, uh, platinum level sponsor, M and J video games. Um, so they're uh, another uh, video game store um, here in uh, Connecticut. Um, they uh, uh, we we see them at a lot of events, uh, buy sell trade events that we go to. Um, they also do like uh, some sports collectibles. Um, so yeah, M and J, um, and they're also they're big wrestling fans. <laughs> so you'll see like uh, if you go to any one of their stores or their store rather, um, you'll see like all the different wrestlers that they've had come into the uh, store and sign autographs and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, and then of course, uh, uh, the gold level, you got RF generation, which, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be there. We're going to have a table there. Um, whether you're an RF gen member or not, come see our table. We're going to have, uh, you know, like whatever we want there. We're going to have, um, you know, some laptops if you guys want to, uh, uh, sign up if you're not members. Um, I thought maybe we'd have, uh, some of the, uh, one of the reasons I started coming to RF gen, maybe we have some, uh, checklists printed out. Yeah, sure. People, people could grab some checklists, do do some hunting, you know, take some notes, uh, mark what they've got, what they need. Um, if uh, you know, maybe do do a little trading. If you guys want to bring stuff that uh, you're I'm, looking to move, yeah, I'm gonna bring some goodies with me. So me and Krabby very, in the car, I'm gonna pack some cool. stuff to put on the table. Um, and I'm gonna have my. I think I'm gonna have a little paper checklist because I, I I'm gonna guess I probably won't find many games I need to buy, but manuals. Hopefully, I can run in some manuals. Nice. 
But yeah, and then, um, wow, there's a lot going on the uh, panel side too, right? Yeah, I mean the uh, uh, so so again with John and Lance from Retroware organizing the event, uh, they've they've got a pretty good network of uh, of contacts, especially in the YouTube uh, space. Um, so uh, uh, the gaming historian um, who has a, a, a show on the uh, on the uh, uh, Retroware uh, network, mm-hmm. um, Pix- Pixel Dan, um, who you know I'm, I'm not real huge in the uh, uh, you know in all of the different uh, you know avenues for. Uh, for retro gaming on the internet, like I kind of stick to like the few sites that like I, I stick to, but I told a friend of mine that Pixel Dan's going to be there, and he said, "You're kidding me." Pixel Dan is my idol. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he's pixeldan.com. Cool. Um, uh, the Game Chasers, uh, Billy and Jay. Oh um, uh, yeah, so, of course. Uh, we have a uh, have uh, some contact with them. I actually met uh, uh, Billy um, at Too Many Games. Real, real cool, real nice guy. Um, uh, and uh, so they're going to be up. I heard there are a couple uh, chodes. What's that? I said I heard there are a couple chodes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you watch their show, you, yeah, you... exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. Cause so, so being Billy, like, I didn't know what to expect meeting them. So, like, because you expect the character. Yeah, right? they're people, not just the right. guys on the camera. Exactly. It's kind of like walking up to Dave Chappelle. I mean, like, I'm Rick James. And you're like, no. Yeah, that's I'm just, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, that's just like I hate to disappoint people, but like, probably they'll meet us when they come to the show. Like, oh hey hey, and I'm like, I'm just a guy. But yeah, thanks. person. I mean, I think we're people <laughs> on our show though. So yeah, that's true. But yeah, so, I, so but me, you know, sat down at a table with uh, with John and Billy comes over and um, uh, foreshadowing uh, another person who is uh, uh, Rue. Um, yeah, uh, Joey uh, Desena Rue. Um, uh, sit, sitting down at a table and just kind of like, oh, met everybody. Hey, how you doing? We talked about their show, um, that they've been doing, uh, down in Texas and, uh, you know, kind of all the, all the things that they went through their first year. Um, so yeah, foreshadowing, uh, Rue's going to be there. Yeah. Clan of the Gray Wolf and that his yep. thing. Yep. Yep. Clan of the Gray Wolf. Uh, so 16 bit gems, uh, uh, real, real cool guy. Um, I actually ended up, uh, uh, he stayed in the hotel room, uh, with us at, uh, too many games. Cool. Um, and I don't think I offended him as badly as I offended Lance with my snoring. <laughs> Lance Uh-oh. was physically angry with me. Uh oh. So, <laughs> so I need to bring earplugs when I come. I mean, that- I'm going to have them available for everyone, um, just so <laughs> you know, just so I don't make any more enemies. <laughs> I'm not a snorer, so. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like everyone is, but like I sleep through everything, so but I'm no, going to be. I'll, 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 I'm going to be bring bringing you some sleep aids, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Alpha Omega Sin uh, is going to be there. So he's got uh, uh, his uh, web series, uh, you know, of the same name. A uh, cool dude. Yep. Um, he he wouldn't let me uh, like. Uh, we we met a bunch of the guys uh, down in Too Many Games, and he gave everyone high fives. And I was standing the farthest away, and he was like, "Nope." I'm not letting you off the hook. And he waited until I high-fived him. So I can fun- I can just, I mean, I'm guessing, and this is probably very superficial, but looking at him, I'm thinking like him and Krabby will probably have a lot in common musically. I, yeah, I thought it was Krabby when <laughs> right. I first saw the picture. Um, well, it depends on which which era of Krabby, you know, oh, with the hair and the goatee and everything. But sure. yeah, I, I have a feeling they're going to like just walk up to each other. It's going to be like stepbrothers. Did <laughs> right. we just become best friends? Yup. That's right. Um, Banjo Guy Ollie is going to be there. Yeah. Um, which, uh, uh and I, and unfortunately, I, from my, the latest, uh, information I have says that he won't be playing anything. Oh. Uh, but he, he's just going to be visiting because cool. I think, uh, you know, I think he's just visiting. All right. 
Um, but he's probably going to have, you know, like CDs and stuff to sell. Maybe we can persuade him to play, like, we'll sneak in a ukulele or How something. How can you be him. called Banjo Guy Ollie and not <laughs> play know. your banjo? Well, you're still a banjo. He's still a person. Oh, <laughs> no. Perform uh, for me. Dance, monkey. Yeah, dance. I know, right? So, um, <laughs> this next guy, and I'm just going right down the list, uh, uh on the, the guest, uh, list. Um, so this next guy, um, I don't know if he's really known kind of outside, uh, you know, our little circle here, but, uh, uh, Robert Neal, mm-hmm. he runs RetroRGB.com. Oh, I look, I honestly, I mean, I don't mean this in the wrong way to anybody else. When I saw him on the list, I was yeah. like, I can't wait to meet this guy. I know, right? So again, I learned I, so much from his website and got totally. my RGB set up going from all that. I, you know, I wanted to just shake his hand and tell him thanks. Yeah, he, he, honestly, he's the, he's that for me too. Like, yeah. I had no, and I was talking with Chris because I brought my PVM that you gave me um, to one of Chris's events. And I had it set up with SCAR and RGB and everything. And he was like, oh, that's cool. What is that? And I explained it to him. And he was like, hey, have you ever been to RetroRGB.com? And he wasn't really an expert, but he knew, you know, of the site. And I was like, oh, no, I love that site. Yeah. He's like, I know the guy that runs it. He lives like a town over. Awesome. I was like, you got to be kidding me. We have to get him to come to the show. So I think we took some convincing because he was like, I don't know. Like, I'm just a guy, (laughs) you know? But, uh, but no, I'm, I'm super excited to have him there and thank him. And, uh, I actually, um, I've been in touch with him a little bit. He has some pictures of some of my machines on his site because he had never seen the serial number range before. Nice. Um, so I, I sent him some stuff to use on the site. So yeah. Any, if you have any interest in using, uh, RGB on legit hardware, this, his panel is one you have to see. Uh, and you should be um, interested in that if you're not already. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, related to that panel, um, the, uh, uh, newly founded company, uh, HD Retrovision. Okay. Which is, I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with the Kickstarter or not. But I am not. It, yeah. So basically what HD Retrovision is, is a, it's a method of bringing your, uh, retro games onto your high def TV, but not in a way that like you just plug them into the TV and it's like, okay, it just looks like a smoothed out, you know. So is this like it, a frame meister kind of thing? So yeah, so basically HD retrovision, um, it's it's not like a piece of hardware. Mm. It is a uh it's different sets of cables for the uh the systems that you already own. Okay. So what they've what they've done is they've uh uh so depending on the model of the machine you have, okay. um, there's a different cable. So like for like a Super Nintendo 001 uh, NTSC versus the Super Nintendo 001 PAL or the you know SHVC1 Famicom. So it's just it's what you've kind of always wanted. You just wanted to plug a cable right into the standard AV out on your Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and then just plug them into the component uh, spot on your you know TV. Interesting. So um, they're going to have a panel, and I believe that uh, Retro RGB and HD Retrovision are kind of sharing uh, the panel, where they're going to be kind of talking about the merits of uh, of uh, you know connecting uh, the systems uh, both ways. But HD Retrovision uh, uh, is definitely really cool because it's a super simple solution. Don't need to buy any new hardware. Don't need to find a TV or anything. Cool. Um, so yeah, so they'll be there. Um, Second Opinion Games is a uh, a, a Connecticut. Uh, 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 podcast, uh, uh, and, um, uh, news site. Okay. Um, so they're going to have a table there. They're going to be covering the event and I think they're going to be having, uh, uh, they'll have a panel, which, uh, 
Um, Chris actually knows uh, uh, Wes uh, from Second Opinion Games, and he says he's really cool. Uh, the site looks really good. So, uh, 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 yeah, so they're going to be there. Um, some guys from Rift Generation. Uh, those guys are jerks. Rift Gen. Don't show don't up. Don't are. don't go. Don't go to their panel. I wouldn't. I have a feeling it's. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to run long. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure we're going to have. Uh, hopefully, it's not like the one we did. Too many games where the people before us ran ran way over and. The, yeah, and then we had to like we had our like laptops in the back. Like we were in the audience preparing like our microphones and everything for the show, and we ran like right up on stage. Yeah. Um. But uh, to make matters uh, even more interesting, uh. There is a uh, chance that we'll have some surprise guests on that panel <laughs> from another type of cast. No, I, uh, we can't let those people up. There. No, <laughs> we have to have some we'll, standards somewhere. But... We'll, we'll let them up there, but they won't get microphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, Just you, you so sit at the kitty table over on the yeah, side. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we'll have we'll have more to announce on that hopefully uh, very soon, um, unless we decide to keep it a surprise, and you'll just have to show up and find out. Um, so, and, and now here we go. So here's the, here's the announcement and you can put this in the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. That was my mouth, by the way. Drum roll, wasn't, please. It wasn't real. Um, so we are announcing, if you haven't already seen on the website, the three bands, uh, that are performing Uh-oh. at the end of, uh, the Retro World Expo. The first band performing. It, well, actually, sorry, there's four bands. Four? Four bands. Um, so the uh, first is Epic Game Music. All right. So um, uh, he is a... Uh, uh, so Epic Game Music is a dude. A dude? Yes. A dude. All right. So he does... Uh, uh, He's epic. You know, yeah. Epic game music. So basically, <laughs> he has a guitar, and he wants you to know about it. Okay, and he well. plays uh, all sorts of old uh, retro games, and he does overdubs, and it's it's really cool. All right. Uh, so James uh, from Ep- of Epic Game Music, uh, he's going to be performing. Um, the next band performing is a five-piece band, uh, video game tribute band out of Boston, focusing on the classic years of Squaresoft. Just another band out of Boston? Yep, just another <laughs> band out of Boston. Um, the world is square. All right. So the world like square, square is going to be there. Yeah, square stuff is great. Um, there's a kind of a quirky uh, folksy type band that mm-hmm. we've uh, just recently booked. They're not going to be performing on the main stage. They're going to be performing um, probably uh, just outside, uh, kind of like like where the food trucks are, weather permitting, or we'll give them like a tent. Okay. So um, you can just kind of like you know like as you're having your you know. Uh, oh, that's another thing we're announcing: food trucks. Thank God. Which you can never have too many food trucks. Thank God. And nothing against the venue, but you know they're going to charge too much for not great food. And I love food trucks. Are, you have good food stuff. Trucks. Man, food trucks are good. I know. So, okay, we're getting off topic. So, uh, uh, this band is called Folk Y'all. Oh, get it? Get it? I get it. Folk Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Folk Y'all is Folk Y'all's pretty awesome. I mean, to give you, like, you can't really categorize them. Because they have like a really cool folksy, but also kind of like a bluegrassy kind of sound. I'm pretty sure you um, just categorized them as folk earlier. Yeah, a little, little bit. <laughs> a little bit. And their their album, uh, which is available on their website, uh, folkyallbandcamp.com, um, has a picture of a wizard 
smoking uh, out of a glass bowl on the front, and it says, and it's called, You Are Not Freaking Out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's a shame, maybe, that we're not having this expo in Colorado, is that what you're I saying? I know, right? Are, Red Rocks. Are you, uh, are, are you trying to get some legislation passed in Connecticut to make this better? We have a medical marijuana distribution center <laughs> 30 feet from where I work. No way! I pass it every single day when I go to oh, work. Oh, what, what kind the, of thing do I have to get from my doctor? Man, you see, <laughs> you see cars that haven't been made in 60 years pulling into this thing every day. Very slowly. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, like, like, what the hell is that? Like, oh, it's, it's the marijuana place. Um <laughs> But yeah, so and the final band, which we're we're very excited. Uh, uh, Lance has known these guys for a while. Um, we were hoping that we were going to be able to get them. Um, so the closing band uh, is uh, On Being Human. All right. And if you haven't heard of On Being Human, uh, you should uh, go uh, YouTube them. Jump on their Facebook page. They have a whole bunch of, uh, you know, like most bands, they have a whole bunch of their uh, their content uh, available online. Really, 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 really good. Um, I showed a guy at work just uh, who had who I told about the expo, and I I pulled up uh, one of their songs, and he was like, "Oh, dude, you got to be kidding me! I got to go see these guys." So, uh, re- really, really excited to have them. Um, we actually had a couple other bands lined up who had scheduling conflicts, and I don't want to say who they were because maybe we'll get them to come next year. Okay. But uh, but uh, yeah, so so uh, those were our bands, and then so back to food trucks real quick. <laughs> Yeah, now, I love food trucks. I go, I go to Penny Arcade Expo in Boston every year, except for the year my son was born, and because uh, it was like the same like week. Um, and I only recently discovered food trucks. Oh, how could you They've miss al- that? I don't know. They've always <laughs> had food trucks before, but it's like ah, they're outside. I'm right here. I'll just get the or no. I was bringing food a lot to save some dough. Oh yeah. So this so this past year we just happened to be near. I'm like ah, let's go out to the food trucks, even though it was cold. And I got to tell you. Change your life. Right? Change your entire outlook on life by going to food trucks. Yeah. my, my The town I work in, like every Thursday downtown is food truck Thursday. And oh, guess what? You know, where I'm going on Thursdays. I'm telling you, like, I didn't realize how good food trucks were. And now that I know, I just did a search, like, in Connecticut, like oh, we're the best food trucks in Connecticut. And there are, like, food truck meetups. Nice. Where, like, 40 trucks will show up every couple of months and just, like, oh, it's like a food truck off. Nice. It's, so um uh I don't know if I can announce exactly which food trucks we have but uh one of them has spud in the name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can't go wrong with potatoes. Oh no, no. If you're a fan of spuds, you're going to be happy with this truck. Um so uh, but yeah, I, I don't we don't have the exact details. We have uh we know we have it uh, um excuse me because John uh, from Retroware TV, I believe his brother runs a food truck. Makes sense. So that, so that, so I think it's like, uh, I, I don't want to make any promises, but I believe so far it's, we have a cheesesteak food truck. <laughs> that sounds a, wonderful. A potato food truck. All right. Some kind of dessert food truck. Oh, there you go. And then another kind of like, maybe like, you know, like chicken sandwich, lunchy type food truck. So you'll have options. Perfect. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So, so yeah. So, so those are, uh, kind of the, the list of, uh, panelists and guests and bands that you're going to see there. On top of the uh, uh, really what's turning out to be an amazing arcade. Yeah, so do you have any like uh, guesstimate as to how many machines you're going to end up with in there? We have about 30. All right, that's a lot. We have about, yep, we have about 30 machines. And for a long time, we were considering having like a company bring them in 
or we're, you know, like maybe we could, like, we already asked, we put up a thing that said, if you want to volunteer, or not volunteer, if you want to contribute, if you want to bring your arcade machine and set it to free play, free admission. Oh, sure. Um, and you can even list the machine for sale if you want to. So we've only had a couple people do that. So, uh, since Lance is such a huge arcade expert and he's so good at reviving old machines, for the last year or so, we've been on the lookout for, you know, machines that need work or dead or dying machines. And he just started buying, like, at first, like, uh, he bought a machine. And then he bought another cheap machine. And before you know it... (laughs) (laughs) You own an arcade. Right. And then Chris has storage for the store, like, you know, near near, uh, the Oakdale. So it's like, hey, we kind of bought enough machines (laughs) uh, to do this. So, yeah, we we have roughly 30 machines. um, And uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, I I can't remember who it is, but the... um, uh, Lance, uh, from RetroWare, he knows, uh, some guys who are going to be coming down, who are going to be bringing some pinball machines. Um, so on I top of the 30 ish arcade machines, there's going to be like a half dozen pinball machines there. Um, I love pinball. so there are going to be, there'll be free play. There's going to be tournaments. Um, th- we do have like official tournaments set up, but there's also going to be like, we figured it'd be kind of cool to have like makeshift tournaments. So like, we're just going to have like great big, like whiteboards in the area with like brackets on them. Okay. Um, that anybody can just be like, okay. Who wants to be in this Street Fighter tournament that we're about to have right now? Right. There you go. So, um, so yeah, so hopefully it'll be good. And, uh, we recently got word, which is amazing. Uh, I forget who is playing, but, uh, the, the last event, like the last concert rather before our show is, uh, on, um, September 26th, which I think is Saturday. Okay. So like the weekend so that, before, is that it? So, Right, the weekend before. So that Sunday, there's no event, and then they're, they're not doing anything during the week. So they told us, if you want to start bringing your arcade machines in on Sunday, no one's going to be in this room between Sunday and your event. Fantastic. Oh, amazing. So um, we're actually going to, that, that Sunday the 27th, we're going to plan uh, uh, probably to be at the Oakdale all day, just setting the arcade up. So that's the coolest thing about you know being able to walk in on Friday and the arcade's already up and running. Great. Um, and or sorry, Saturday, oh, sorry, Saturday. I said Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And there's going to be, is there going to be a console area? Yep. So the arcade area is immediately on 30 ish arcades with the, you know, pinball machines. Um, and we've actually got, uh, um, I've, you know, I've been to a lot of events and, uh, there never seems to be enough places to sit down. Mm. Um, so we filled that arcade area with couches, um, as well as chairs and other things. So you can kind of lounge and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's also console free play in that area. Um, and we have a, uh, the console tournaments are going to take, it's kind of like this one big, huge side area, uh, that's kind of like designed for like, uh, you know, convention lunches and stuff like that. It's going to be our arcade console free play area. There's going to be like a place where you can check out console games if you wanted to do some free play. Um, we, we actually talked about this, uh, uh, we can't think of any reason why not to let people, uh, cause we're going to have like the console free play, free play games, like kind of catalog with like a checkout system. But if you just bought a game on the floor and you want to come and play it, as long as the game's not dirty or anything, uh, we could probably make that happen for you. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we get, and the console, uh, tournaments will be in there. Now there is a certain person who may or may not be willing to display his completing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the <laughs> NES skills. If a possible pers- new world if, record? If that person can be convinced, I would love to share with you my plan to uh, uh, put that spectacle on showcase. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's probably the area it would happen in, is the uh, the console uh, tournament area. 
Um, another thing that we just recently added, um, there's a couple companies that do uh, uh, arcade and video game auctions in Connecticut. Nice. So towards the end of the day, they're going to have like a little area where you can, uh, whether you're like a guest, a vendor, like whatever, where they have like a little consignment booth where you can offer your item up for auction. And at the end of the day, they're going to run a live auction in one of the other uh, 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 rooms. So you can kind of, you know, just like storage wars, you can kind of walk through and like look at all the items uh, before they get auctioned, like kind of like behind glass. Mm-hmm. And then be like, okay, the first item off bid is blah, 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 blah. So, so I hear 30. So if there's a panic restaurant because it's the last one I need, no one else bid on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we can get rich uh, to hold off on that. <laughs> so it's, is, is, it, is panic it? Yeah, I got oh, Zombie man. Nation in um, a couple weeks ago. That Some, Sometimes I forget that I collect uh, uh, complete in-box NES yeah, games I don't, because I haven't gotten any in like seven years. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just it was freaky because my local store, a guy came and just um, brought in a big lot of games and there was a Zombie Nation game in change? there. Yeah, Game Exchange. Um, nice. So they held it back for me. They cleaned it up. They gave me a, a very good deal uh, on it. And so now, yeah, I mean, I'm not going for stadium events, obviously. Uh, and there's some unlicensed titles, but as far as U.S. licensed goes outside of stadium events, one panic restaurant. That's it. Wow, crazy. So you and me, buddy, are are in the one more club <laughs> for yeah. different systems. Well, yeah, and you're you're definitely. Oh, you know, uh, it 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 killed me. Well, it double killed me. But a few days ago, our very own Rustly man, who is definitely going to be at the show, awesome. Both as a attendee and uh, he's got his own. Excuse me, he's got his own booth. Is he going to show his car off? His own, yeah, he's going to show his crafts off. Cool. So he's going to be uh, not only at the RF10 meetup at my uh, house the day before, but uh, at the at the show as well. So Russ posted. Oh no, he either posted or he commented on it, and he and he tagged me, so I would see it. But someone in Connecticut posted a picture of a complete Spider-Man Web of Fire mm. at Savers. Oh no. So here's the part that didn't kill me so much. They were asking 300 for it. Oh, okay. All right. So it wasn't right. like a $3, okay. you know, uh, thing. So it was 300 and I'm like, okay, it's, I, I, it makes me feel better because I would not have bought it for 300 if I saw it. Sure. Um, and then someone later in the thread, like that night, took a picture of that same display case. I guess they went to their local savers and they were like, oh, gone. Oh, wow. That fast, <laughs> so, huh? And I was like, "Wow, I mean, three hundred. But then I looked online. I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, eBay. It's between like three thirty and three eighty. So even if someone figured, oh, I'll make thirty, forty bucks on it if they were flipping it, you know, yeah. Or if they were, or if they were keeping it, I mean, it's less than what it sold for on eBay recently. So, yeah. I mean, uh, unless I come across that uh, miracle copy, I don't. I mean, I can't drop that kind of money on that game. I uh, understand completely. I'll be. I've waited very patiently, uh, and you know, Zombie Nation showed up out of nowhere. So let's mm-hmm. hope the same thing happens for Panic Restaurant. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that someone's just like, hey. Do you want to keep this for like a month so you have a can say you had a complete collection? And I'll just give it back. I'll sign a contract saying I'll give it back yeah, to you. Right. Just so you can take the picture with your smiling yeah. face next to it, right? Yeah. Just like I'll update like my LinkedIn profile, my resume, <laughs> just like make sure it's in all the places people could look before I get rid of the, the get rid of it. Right. Well, if people are looking for other things maybe, maybe not quite as but it could be there yeah. too, right? There's gonna be plenty of vendors to buy from. Uh, yeah, so there's, uh, um, you can actually, I don't know if, uh, oh, we do have the list of vendors up on the, uh, on the website. 
Um, so that's RetroWorldExpo.com? Yep, RetroWorldExpo.com, and mm-hmm. just click on Exhibitors, and you can just scroll right down the list of... Um, the list of all of our, um, we call them exhibitors because not everybody's a vendor. Sure. Um, it is mostly vendors though. Um, and, uh, we opened up a, uh, a tier for artists. So it's not just going to be people reselling, you know, old cartridges and stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but there's going to be people who like, kind of like Russ, who just make really cool gamey crafty craft things. Love it. Um, we have, uh, uh, the Ghostbusters of Connecticut are going to be there. There's Ghostbusters in Connecticut? There are official Ghostbusters of Connecticut. Do they wear the suits and the proton packs? They, they wear the suits. So full on, full on Ghostbusters. Nice. And uh, they, 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 you know, they're just a bunch of cool guys that like dressing up as Ghostbusters and going not, to cons. Why would you not like to dress up like Ghostbusters? No, <laughs> they even have like a legit Ghostbusters uh, Connecticut like patch. I love where it. Slimer has slimed Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I yeah, it's, it. it's going to be great. So, so they're going to be there. Um, uh, uh, I mean, really, like you look through it, like they're a little bit like there's comic shops, there's game shops, there's uh, uh, you know, RF Generation is going to be there. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of tables, a lot of vendors. Um, the main show floor, they call it the dome at the Oakdale, mm-hmm. is uh, going to be full of exhibitors, vendors, uh, you know, concessions, and then the two side rooms. Like one room is panels, and that's where the auction is going to be, and the other side is going to be the arcade, free play, and the tournaments area. And then um, at the end of the night, the show floor I think uh, closes at uh, seven. I want to say um, we're going to kind of try to break down the middle of the floor as quickly as we can. Because the concert stage is right there in that uh, same hall. Nice. So, uh, uh, and because the reason they call it the dome, because uh, if you've never been to the Oakdale, it's kind of hard to explain. But basically, they have this enormous theater that they have concerts in that holds like thousands of people. But the room le- that that you're in before you go in that concert hall is just a great big uh, dome, and the acoustics in there are really good. And you know, uh, uh, you can fit like you know maybe like a couple thousand people in it like tops because it's a pretty big room but someone said hey like this would be a great spot for like a smaller like an intimate concert and it's one of the places that artists love coming when they come to connecticut because like you're just in the middle of the room with like a bunch of people uh who really want to see you play so when we were doing the tour of the place they just have pictures and pictures and pictures and murals of like all the greatest artists you could imagine and it's like you know all their quote like oh i can't like i finally got a chance to play at the dome and you know i didn't even know it was like that big a deal until we walked through here it was like slash at the dome like you know like 87 or whatever and uh uh dave matthews band and you know like paul mccartney like it's 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 a big deal uh to play at the dome so uh hopefully uh uh, people can appreciate the venue um and what's really cool about it if you stand in the dead center of the dome Mm -hmm. it is a legit echo chamber nice for like five feet <laughs> so um someone was saying like uh what would happen if we put a band like right here in the center and he's like you would piss everybody <laughs> yeah don't do in that. the place off <laughs> don't do it <laughs> but uh, but yeah so it's it's gonna be a lot of fun we're i'm super excited now what about cosplay bill what about cosplay are you it's guys sounds- encouraging cosplay so here's the here's the thing i don't know if we need to <laughs> yeah, you have to encourage that. You have to have so, like a contest, don't you? Um, do you want to be in charge of the cosplay contest? I could be a judge. Hey, okay, you know what? It's I think uh, people just witnessed the birth of the cosplay contest uh <laughs> uh at at uh, uh 
Retro World Expo. I, I volunteer to judge if somebody else wants to. We probably should have several judges, but uh, I think yeah, that would be great. Would... I love to. I love to see people do this stuff. I mean, we're gonna have the Ghostbusters there. We are gonna have the Ghostbusters, so they have to be disqualified because the they have like you know a relationship with the uh, with the uh, uh, event. How about they they come up? They just aren't they aren't eligible to win. They can escort all of the other contestants. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. So you talk to the guys. Uh, I want I want something out there that says cosplay. Come on, bring your best cosplay. Right. Let's have I'll a, t- a competition. I'll talk, to, I'll talk to the guys. I'll see if we can do it. I didn't think you had to encourage them. I thought that cosplayers just, that's who they are in their hearts, and they just go to events dressed up as people. Well, yeah, but I mean, you want to, like, yeah, like, this is a fun thing that people do in so, this uh, community. So do you do you seek out? cosplay contest when you go to events uh you know i like when we when i when i went to um out in vegas yeah that place Dang. well yeah but that's that is vegas yeah but no what was the convention i was at anyway uh the gaming convention or yeah yeah it's the big one out there and i just don't know uh, why i can't see uh uh CG Classic Gaming Expo. Yeah. They had like a really huge like uh, cosplay contest and it was a lot of fun. I mean like kids, so they like age groups and uh when I was at Midwest Gaming Classic there was a cosplay contest again like different age groups and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean it's just you fun. Know, you know it's you know it's one of the best cosplays I've ever seen and I know it's cuz I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. Mm-hmm. Uh Dark Sora. Okay. Someone did Dark Sora and it was absolutely unbelievable there you go like uh, i don't know if you call it dark sword if you call it shadow sword or whatever but like he was from the shadow world and it uh, it was so 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 good super spiky hair um but yeah but like uh, i wish i i should if i can find the video i'll send it to you the correct because the thing is the kid had been there you know for the whole show so everyone knew he was going to come be coming up and like when they announced him to come up on stage like the next contestant shadow sora the like the place goes as nuts <laughs> as you know the the Street Fighter tournament I always reference. And I don't know who the people are. Yeah, that's that's Daigo. Yes, uh-huh. yes, Daigo Umar. That's how nuts the crowd goes <laughs> when this dude comes out. It's unreal how good it is. That's, see, that's it. People get hyped, right? It's just fun. You right. got to do you got to do fun things that people don't get a lot of chance to do, right? You see, it's only yeah. these sort of things you can go and do these sort of crazy stuff. Very good. Uh, well, wow. Is there anything else that we left out? I mean, does that kind of cover it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that's uh, that's uh, you know, without getting like too much into the nitty gritty, but uh, but yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, it's it's going to be your uh, your standard uh, you know awesome gaming expo. We're going to have a whole bunch of uh, you know vendors bringing a whole lot of cool stuff. We're going to have some uh, some artists. There's going to be a great big arcade with tournaments. There's going to be food trucks. There's going to be bands playing throughout. There's going to be bands playing at the end of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just going to be great. It's our first year, so, like, my like the only thing that, like, you know, I kind of wish... Uh, um, I do kind of wish it was, like, a two- or three-day event. Um, but, I mean, it is really expensive to rent uh, the venue. And, uh, you know, you're kind of uncertain with where you'll be with ticket sales and, you know, vendors. Um, I'm very happy to say that our vendor spaces will probably be sold out. Um, we thought they were sold out. And then we realized that we had more space available to us and we're like, oh, we, we can use that space because it borders doors. So we're like, oh, we got to keep those doors clear. And they're like, oh, no, no, those doors go to another area that you're not using. So you can nice. butt stuff right up against that. So we actually have some additional tables available now. So we'll probably be sold out in the next couple of weeks. 
Um, so the the show floor is completely full. Yeah, and admission ticket prices are cheap. Right, it's like twenty five yeah. bucks. We we did we dropped it. So originally, so same thing. Like we didn't know kind of like how many tickets we'd sell or if, how the exhibitor spots would be. So basically, when when we sold out of the exhibitor floor spaces, we're like, you know what? Like let's let's pass it along to the people who come into the show. Let's make it a twenty. Like you know. I think we had it at 30 bucks pre and then like 35 day of show. We're like, eh, let's not punish anybody for showing up day of show. Let's just do 25. So we dropped it to 25. If you're one of the people who purchased a ticket at 30, um, we're going to have a, uh, uh, uh your refund's going to be at the show. Um, just for, you know, just for, for ease of, uh, you know, distributing that to everybody. Um, I, th- I think we're just doing, uh, cash refunds at the door for the handful of people who purchased when it was still 30. Um, but yeah, 25 bucks, um, uh, day of show or pre, um, we do recommend that you, uh, uh, do a pre-sale that way you're not waiting in line, uh, to, to buy a ticket day of, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, 25 bucks. Um, so hopefully, uh, our, our plan is that the, the show, you know, if a lot of people like it, if it does really well, um, we'd love to do it as a multi-day event, uh, in following years says, there's nothing really else like this in Connecticut. There's a few things in New York and uh, in Jersey and in Boston, but, uh, Nothing in Connecticut, so uh, hopefully we can uh, keep it going. Yeah, I love it. And if you're not uh, privileged enough to stay at Casa de Bill, uh, there is <laughs> discounted uh, hotel, right? Yep. Yep. So, so same. All that info is uh, just like we said before. It's on RetroWorldExpo.com. So if you click on, uh, I believe it's called, uh, it says lodging mm. or location and lodging. Um, so you do have a, uh, um, uh, you know, all the different uh, the local hotel rates. And I believe uh, we have a group rate Excellent. Um, for, for a couple different hotels. So depending on how far away you want to stay. Um, so, and, and just a note for, you know, specifically the RF gen people who were planning on maybe coming in, uh, hanging out uh, uh, with uh, a bunch of the guys who are coming in from out of town. I live in Sandy Hook, which is about a little under an hour from the Oakdale. Mm. So uh, the only reason I mention that is because if you're getting a hotel near the Oakdale and not renting a car to drive to me, <laughs> it's 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 going to be a bit of a drive. So um, just putting that out there, if uh, anyone wants to uh, you know come to the meetup, uh, I'm not super close to the uh, venue, but uh, we'll make it work if you want to come hang out. There'll be a few of us with cars, so I mean, if we have to, yeah. we can we'll we'll see what we can figure out. That's yeah. for sure. And uh, and not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, if you uh, um, the following, so it's obviously the events on a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. The following day would be Sunday. Yes. And Sunday, Sunday is the, Sunday, Sunday. Is the day of the uh, flea market. Uh oh. That I go to the elephant's trunk. So depending on, uh, you know, how early everybody gets to bed, or if we just don't go to bed and then just go straight <laughs> to a flea market, best day ever. <laughs> I'm down. I love it. So, yep. So, and there's actually, uh, a, the, the, there's either the option of going to that flea market, which is back near where I live, or there is one, uh, 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 we, we'd probably have to go to the one near, uh, near me because, uh, not everyone's going to want to get like another hotel, like, you know, far away. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we could maybe make this like a one big video game flea market crawl. Yeah, I think that's crabby and nice plans. I think, uh, if it works out the way we want it to, I think he's going to, Come here. We're going to spend mm-hmm. probably some time going all around Indy, and then maybe also as we go to you, just stop and hit places and make it just some kind of crazy game hall 
trip. Awesome. Uh, you know, who knows if we buy much, but if nothing else, just see the sights and right, enjoy right, a road totally. trip. You know, you know what's cool with that is like uh, 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 you can put in the Craigslist app, like just like find the areas near me. Yeah. So as, so as you drive through new areas, like okay, is there anything cool in this town? Yeah, geez, that's I'm really looking forward to that. So hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully he'll get his flight stuff nailed down soon. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking. I'm really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to meeting a lot of people. Oh yeah. Uh, that I've not had a chance to meet in person. So um, I know you. Pr- nobody probably knows what I look like. If you really want to see what Bill and I look like, you can go back on our YouTube page. We have our Too Many Games panel. From a couple mm-hmm. years back. Um, That's right. We have the the video on there. Uh, so look for us there. If we're not at the at the show, you can. I mean, if we're not at the table, we'll be walking around a little bit. Um, I'll probably have my RF Gen shirt on. So you know, just don't hesitate. Just stop up and say hi. Um, I'd love yeah, to, love to meet everybody. You'll, pr- you'll probably uh, uh, also. Well, I come to the I panel, gonna- of course. Yeah, come to the panel. You'll definitely see us there. And uh, the what do you call it? I was going to have RF Generation name tags made up so that people could wear their forum names. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I'll just leave those at the RF Gen table. So just go grab one. There'll be Sharpies over there. Just uh, that way, if we see you walking on the floor, we'll be like, oh, Gamer Nick. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be a great time. It's like, oh, there's Techie all the way from Idaho. <laughs> so here's the thing to keep in mind, though, right? It's coming up fast, so yeah. you've got to make your you got to do your ask for your time off of work, make your travel yeah. arrangements, just do it. I know you're probably thinking like, yeah. oh, can I? Is, do I have the money? Do I have the? Yeah. Just go, right? Yeah, just decide which food truck you get. Like, because all you have to worry about is which awesome story from the event are you going to tell to everyone you know first? Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, you know, that's all you have to worry about. Yeah, everything else is is a piece of cake. So. Um, we're all seriously looking forward to, to seeing everybody that can make it there, and it's going to be a fantac- fantabulous uh, October 3rd, I think. Man, it's going to be great. And and the, it's if I weren't having uh, uh, another child between now and then, <laughs> that would be the best thing happening uh, to me that, you know, in, in uh, you know my, my little corner of the world right here. But, uh, Second but, yeah, best I'm, thing. I'm so, so, so excited and I'm really pleased with how it's coming together. And I'm really, we got, we got a, we've really got a lot of great, uh, of great, uh, vendors, exhibitors, uh, going on there. And I feel like we've been talking about the show for a while, but, uh, you really should come out for it. I really hope, uh, I get to see a lot of you guys. Great. Well, we'll see you there. Well, thanks everybody for listening to another episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Um, we're sorry that Krabby couldn't make it. We understand, you know, sometimes life has priorities, and I uh, wish him and his family all the best. And uh, most stuff. What's that? Most. Oh deaf. yeah, definitely. And a couple, just some reminders about where you can find us. So, um, Bill, uh, where can people locate the show? Well, you can just go right to rfgeneration.com. You can. It's a pretty easy place to find lots of happy people, and you can track your collection there. So, good place. You know where else is a great place to find a lot of those same happy people? Where's that? 
if you're in the Wallingford, Connecticut area on uh, Saturday, October 3rd, you can just run into a lot of them. That's right. And if you want more details, RetroWorldExpo.com, right? Dot com. We were able to sneak in before, so we didn't have to, you know, fall back to the dot net. You didn't have to go with dot triple X or something at the last minute. Nope. Dot museum. <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, now, if people want to contact us, you can hit us on social media, right? Yep. Facebook and Twitter. Um, uh, Chris is normally the one who uh, does a great job with uh, responding to people and then telling me, "Hey, someone has a question for you." <laughs> well, I did see you. You you posted on the Facebook. I did, yeah. Well, I was, I think, I can't remember where I was. I was at work or someplace, and someone uh, in my feed posted something really funny, so I shared it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Facebook, of course, just CollectorCast. Um, mm-hmm. and Same with tw- Twitter, CollectorCast. Twitter, yeah. And, you know, I've probably spent too much time on Twitter. Twitter is fantastic because you can't say too much, but it's uh, just the right amount of stuff. Um, I used to spend a lot of time on Twitter at my last job where it was very, very much hurry up and wait for something you know bad to happen and then fix it. Um, my new job is much more proactive, so I'm always, always busy. And I got to tell you, it, it was it was night and day. I was on Twitter every single day to like now not on Twitter for weeks at a time. Yeah, social media says us up. Uh, email Bill sent the first email. <laughs> to our email account. <laughs> so um, podcast at collectorcast.com. You can catch mm-hmm. it there. Uh, and... As far as getting the show, gosh, what? Um, iTunes, YouTube. Yeah, I- iTunes, leave us a review. YouTube, uh, feel free to comment on there. We'll respond to it. Uh, 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 collectorcast.com takes you to our Podomatic page. Yes. Uh, can't forget about the pickle. No, well, I heard um, so somebody sent me a message that said Podcast Pickle was no more. Uh, I hope I hope that's not the case because uh, I'm still getting a paycheck from them. <laughs> Bill's going to do some investigation while we talk. And uh, you can also get us on Stitcher, right? You can download the Stitcher app. And if you're on Windows Phone, you can get it there. If someone ever points me to, I don't know if Google has some sort of podcast thing, but obviously you can just use any kind of RSS feed app, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, the uh, a couple of friends of mine who actually told me like, "Hey, I couldn't find like your your like." Oh no, they asked me where the RSS feed is. So I ended up finding out that uh, it's right on uh, collectorcast.com. So if you do have an app that uh, just wants a feed, just point it to collectorcast.com, and that's where the RSS lives. You got it. You got it. And uh, I've not been mentioning it lately, but uh, you know, if you would like to donate to the show, um, we. We're happy to uh, accept any donations. You can find a PayPal donate button right on collectorcast.com. So uh, any funds that we get, we just put it into uh, making the show keep humming and uh, paying for uh, server space and whatnot. So um, that's all really appreciated. Yeah, definitely. And I I promise I've never seen any of that money in my bank account. (laughs) Um, It just just comes through as, uh, you know, as quality. On, for you, so really, you're just uh, you're just making the show better for you. Yeah, and uh, I've used some of that. You'll probably find almost all of our old episodes are are online now. At, uh, all of them are on YouTube. You can definitely find every show on YouTube, but most of them are in our podcast feed. I don't have enough space in our current account to have quite all of them, but you can catch most of I- them there. As well as if you if you're ever in Washington D.C. at the National Mall, uh, I believe the National Archive <laughs> has every one of our episodes uh, in the trash bin. Um, yes, 
No, they go on recycling, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, again, get in touch with us. I love hearing from our listeners. That's, I mean, there's the only reason we do this stuff. Um, It'd be a whole lot easier for me and Bill just to Skype each other and never bother to record it. So, uh, well, and especially because he deserves credit, it'd be a lot easier for you (laughs) um, because you really put, uh, you're the John Stewart of the show. If you say Uh, so. Yeah, definitely. Because well, and not that in you, you're quitting and leaving. Just in that, I'm what here. you mean to the show? But but yeah, I mean it's, I mean, and people who say like, "Wow, you guys really do a long show," like triple that, and every show that's so much time. Uh, uh, Chris spends, you know, just making the show. So uh, it's uh, yeah, it would definitely be easier not to make it. But when people like it and reach out, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, that's it. So you know, hey, I'm always. If you've got a dollar or two you want to donate, that's great. If you just want to say, hey, uh, I love and appreciate all of that as well, makes it all oh, makes oh, it all fun. Real, real, real quick, do we have two seconds for a little side story based on someone reaching out to well, me? Yeah. So this is a dude, and I I haven't even responded to him on Nintendo Age yet, but like I I saved the message. It was great. Um, and it's a name that I remembered from being on RF Gen. Okay. Do you remember Killer Cobra? Yes. So Killer Cobra, um, who I you know had a little contact with like often. Actually, I'm looking back. My first uh, uh, messaging with him is on uh, on what do you call it on Nintendo Age from like 2012. Isn't he from like Australia? Uh, is he? Maybe I'm confusing him, but I thought he was from Australia. No, yeah, Killer Cobra. And remember, like, the, the Avatar kind of had, like, that half face yes. on it with, like, he's, yeah, he's kind of, like, smirking. I didn't know he was Australian. I thought he was. Um, well, maybe he is. Um, so, so anyway, so you remember if, uh, uh, you know, a little while ago, um, we were talking about, like, I found, like, when I went to my wife's, uh, my in law's house and they had, like, a Babbage's receipt. Yeah. Like, mixing with some games. It's like, oh, it's so cool. So I get this message from him uh, like a month ago. He says, hey, Bill, longtime fan of the Collector Cast. Just listen to this episode. Um, you said something that made me want to comment. Um, I'll let the pictures do the talking. Bought this on vacation. Um, so he's got a boxed NES four score. <laughs> yeah. And it's opened up. It's beautiful. It's in the it's in the uh, baggie. It's got like the membership card. It's got the poster. It's got the four score manual. It's even got the stickers because mm. you could like label like which input, like with like a red, a yellow, a blue. It's got everything. Nice. And inside there, it's the original, like, dot matrix printer receipt <laughs> from March 20th, 91. Wow. 39.99. Whoa. <laughs> at 4.32 p.m. And, and he said, I saw this and I, like, I was so excited about it. And, uh, uh, I showed my, like, and remember how, like, I, I told my wife, I was like, Sarah, the Babbage's receipt <laughs> for Mega Man. And she was like, oh. <laughs> right. Only <laughs> so collectors said, care. Yeah. So he said, I showed this to my wife, and she was like, oh, that's cool. The baby's diaper needs changing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like little little things like that, uh, they make your day. That's right. It certainly does. But uh, but thanks for sharing with us, everybody. We look forward to uh, talking to you and maybe even seeing you in person soon. And uh, we'll catch up with you next time.